Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how grapes explode when you put them in the microwave. My name is Michael Basu. Apparently, uh, with me are Matt Polly. Hey, we we'll go try that out. Brad Polly. I've got hey, grapes. I'm back. And together we Nothing. are the Inglorious Pastors. You give a shit. How you feeling, buddy? Uh, other than this nagging. <laughs> That's the earliest that's ever appeared, and it's not for me. Thank Yay. God. Other than this nagging Michael-esque cough that I have <laughs> that won't go away, oh, I feel, finally feel better. Poor Bubby. All right, well, let's get into it. Hey, hey, what are you drinking? Hey, hey. <laughs> Doing the white person yeah. clap. Yep. That was for all the haters on on Twitter who said that it bothers them whenever I do the off claps. So, uh, what are we drinking? Uh, okay, so we had we have a little a few couple beers. We're out of beers now, by the way. Oh, we are. So we need to start buying it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> we, yeah. Because what we need is more alcohol. <laughs> Don't, don't we? Look at that cabinet just below your left hand. Well, we have right alcohol, side. beer. I need beer. Well, we need beer. Yeah. We have alcohol. We we'll get more beer. There's there's we'll probably more alcohol, too. <laughs> yeah, too. We've done Pastor's Cocktail Hour in a long time. We did it last week. Sort of. Yeah, we did. There was a cocktail. But I think we've had Old Fashions before, haven't we? Yeah. Have we done that? Not Josh Casey's they Old Fashions. Nobody cares about him. I care, Poor Josh. Josh Casey. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, hey, buddy. from uh, Brewery <laughs> Brewery West. Browers <laughs> West. Uh, this is from Nicole Gross, the uh, the other uh, pack she sent us. Oh, she sent us these. Yes. Well, th- she sent them to the 100th. Yes. Oh. And we're yeah. just now getting well, around we them. Well, we did had, the other ones, yeah. which were phenomenal. Yeah, everything that she sent and was this fantastic. Is, these uh, are, this is one of the best I- IPAs I've had. It's called Picnic good. Lightning. Yeah, it's, it's nice. uh, India Pale Ale. With mecha grade barley, raw wheat, raw oats, and centennial Simcoe and Citra hops. Hey, and, and I really I'm, taste the Simcoe hops in it. I got the Citra hops. Did you? Okay. I mean, that's fine. I got a little bit of centennial. Let me just talk about this label. We really do need to talk about it. It's a skeleton riding a, a rabbit, a, a rabbit holding a flag as one does. with aliens with on it. five aliens on it, jumping over a puddle of bones. That's, that's pretty succinct. And I mean, most of my picnics, most of my picnic picnics are like that. Are like that. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Their labels don't make a lot of sense. But if I remember, I, the last one had a two-headed lion, and and it's almost like an eight-bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's freaking good beer. I don't excited. care what their labels look like. It's good beer. No, it's it's really good. It was really good. Yeah, I was. I'm a big fan. I'm okay with weird labels. And then we're also. I don't know who this is from. Um, it's. I don't remember much of the hundredth. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> what. I love you. What are you doing? You're my favorite. What are you doing for work tomorrow? God damn it. Apparently, I had a conversation with Janet Walker. I don't remember. What? Um, We had a conversation about how shitty the brakes are in your car. You probably don't remember that either. I do remember that. (laughs) Pop Um, the brakes, brother. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing for work tomorrow? I I am. Hi. He sounds like gross. I'm about. I'm pretty sure I about half passed out on the way home. You think? Yeah, I did. I felt yeah, pretty. I was, remember, if you remember, I, I was guys. driving your car home. I know you were. Yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, so whoever sent this can can add us, and whoever we'll uh, sent this. we'll give you. I don't Upper remember. Tail. Do you fucking remember? No, no I, I didn't. Shut up. <laughs> So many people brought. There so was many such a run on alcohol there that was. night. Like it got over, and everybody was like, "Grab shit, run, man!" And gone. And somehow, so gift I, made out with all of it. I have yes. no idea who no. ended up with what, who brought uh, what. This is from Coppertail Brewing Company. Um, well, where is it from? That's a good that Tampa. Oh, this beginning. is from Tampa. Oh, so it has to be from the wares. Well, maybe. I mean, well, I would assume. All right, we'll give them credit. <laughs> so Sean, uh, Shan, and uh, if you want to hit us up, uh, <laughs> we're gonna give him credit. If it's anybody uh, else, anyway, from Coppertail Brewing, it's the Night Swim Porter. Uh, it's good. Uh, I am eating a cough drop right now, so I'm so gonna hold off good. on it's that. Off yeah, it's very good. Um, <laughs> it's dark and luxurious, much like myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, rich and roasty, much like Michael, <laughs> with a hint of chocolate, like Brad. Uh, pairs perfectly with barbecue brisket. Well, how does Brad have chocolate? Never mind. I don't want to. That's the how joke, do you have dumbass. Rich, how do you have rich and roasty, Michael? It's a joke. Well, I am very rich and My roasty. My God. Brad. I, it's, Sorry, it's a joke, Michael. Let it, me help you it's out. It's a butthole joke. I get it. <laughs> no, it's just. God. No. God. He's just he's, <laughs> I did not miss this. I was home deathly ill last week. I don't miss You're this. Like, I didn't miss it at all. You not, loved it. Not one you bit. You loved it. <laughs> uh, this round is on. I missed you. Nobody pray for me. This that round my, is, that was my theme last week. Nobody, <laughs> nobody pray, pray for me. me. This round is on Dan Burgess. I prayed for you. <laughs> no, you didn't. You're right. DP Burgie. DT DP Burgers and Fries. Yeah. Uh Dan grew up in Cantonsville, Maryland, which is right outside Baltimore. And yes, he is an Orioles fan. Mm. Um Cal Ripkin something, huh? Is the wire yeah. true? <laughs> Uh, have you watched The Wire? No, no I've heard no. it's good though. All right, yeah. Isn't it set in Baltimore? Yeah, okay. It's the most popular show that no one's ever watched. <laughs> yeah, everybody's literally. like, everybody's literally. like, this show's amazing. Nobody watched it. Yeah. Um, so he, he met Billy, his wife. Billy probably has. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm going full Michael with my coughing this week. <laughs> I've been coughing for a hundred some episodes, so it's Man. fine. Um, he he met his wife in at, at Virginia Within Tech. And uh, now they live in Richmond with their infant daughter. She is adorable, by the way. Totes adorbs. Oh my gosh! He we got a lot of cute kids. We have a lot of cute kids. Uh, in there. Yeah, she's in precious, precious, man. Dan grew up in a Methodist church and was heavily influenced in young life in high school and college. Yeah, this is Starship that used to out. be Jefferson Starship <laughs> that used to be Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> You didn't know that, did you? I didn't care. I did. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. That's a sick one ba- one note bass line. Andy could probably play that. I think anybody I could, I could probably play that. <laughs> I don't know. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, so uh, Dan grew up in a Methodist church and was heavily involved in Young Life I'm in sorry. high school and college. I just found out Derek Webb was a Young Lifer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing he's not anymore. No. no, I don't think he's involved in the Young Life. We should <laughs> ask him next time he's on. Um, so <laughs> it's our only question. <laughs> that was a great interview. Hey, right? How was Are you still life? involved in that? No. That? All right. Well, have a good night. Thanks for being on the podcast again, Derek. <laughs> um, uh, Dan. Uh, he was very evangelical and conservative, but as he's deconstructed and reconstructed, he's moving. Uh, he's moved a lot to the left. 
Yeah, yeah, that, happened. that <laughs> seems to be a pretty common theme. To the left, to the left. Everything I owns in a box to the left. Little Beyonce for you. Um, Not even shocked you know that. Anyway, he said uh, this podcast uh, has been super instrumental. Am I instrumental? Come on. Michael, did you put a ring on it? Yeah. Super <laughs> instrumental in his uh, helping him see a different perspective and has been healing as well as the books he's uh, read. Thanks for all the suggestions, he says. His favorite 80 songs is this one? Is Take On Me. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, that synth. I love this synth line. Dude, don't even at me. This song this, kicks. This ass. motherfucker can still hit this note, yes. man. Name that band, Michael. I bet you can't do it. Uh, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't know what, 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 le- what letter does it start with? MXPX has a cover of this that I, I should know. It's not air supply. It's, no, it's not. Take I don't know. Take on me. did not hit that. Well, like you did. <laughs> oh, oh, I my hit it. God. Oh, my God. You did not hit you that. You went from an octave below and ran it up the flagpole. That's what <laughs> she said. Well, sometimes you have to. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Yeah. His, all right. His guilty uh, 80s song is We Built This City as well. It's which, a great song, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, uh, they're, no, well, they're fun. Okay. okay, they're fun. Let's back off great. Let's do fun. <laughs> we'll fun is fun. fine. DP Burge, uh, thank what's, you. What's the song they had from uh, the movie Mannequin? Remember the movie oh, Mannequin? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Let me look up Mannequin. Who, who, who played that song? Aha. 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 MXPX did do a cover. Yeah, they did. Didn't they? They did. Yeah. They did. They're on the cover. They're cover. Yeah, they're, I love they're on the cover. That was yeah. the only song they did. That, that was kind of a no, fun album. Uh, Summer of '69. They did pretty well too. Yeah, they did. They covered that one pretty well too. Oh man, I actually kind of preferred that one to Brian Adams originally. So, got my first real six string, but at the five and dime. Boy. So if you'd like to buy us around, thanks, Dan. Uh, go to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. We offer exclusive episodes of Pastors Community Church Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, Hymns of Reconstruction, in our Lent series. Uh, at any level, you can access the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Things discussed in the pub this week. In case you're wondering, there's no mannequin movie soundtrack on the Apple Music. What a bummer. Oh, nothing's going to stop us now. Oh, you know what another great song is? Things discussed in the pub this week. <laughs> uh, you can only pick one of the following uh, and can't drink the other for the rest of your life. Coffee or beer? Beer. So you choose to drink coffee the rest of your life? No, I choose beer. to drink beer. I would choose to life. drink coffee. Yeah. yeah. Nope. I think I would probably do coffee, drink coffee. Mm. You guys make bad shit choices. Yeah. I would probably... Yeah. I don't like coffee Well, there's that liquor. Much, so. There's liquor, too. That's the... That's the liquor? <laughs> didn't touch her. Nope. Dude, this song rules. Is this Starship? N- no, man. This is John Parr. St. <laughs> Elmo's Fire? Well, I know what it is, yeah. <laughs> it was John Cafferty, the Beaver Brown Band. Thank you very much. Uh, we also talked about um, if you can only eat one thing <laughs> the rest of your life for every single meal, what would it be? <laughs> I said tacos. 
What do you got, Matt? I, th- I think I said the female species. Because <laughs> I eat gross. them raw like sushi. <laughs> you know, I was going to put that as a joke and had showed self-restraint. <laughs> but didn't. of course you just... I didn't. <laughs> just Pete Rose head first slide straight over Dove that right line. Right on in there, baby. Wow. Uh, I said pizza, so there's that. Pizza buckets? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't think about the bucket, though. <laughs> I think we're going to send one to Ron Becker, aren't we? I do. I don't know. Yeah, I do like. I do. Are we? I don't know. He's. No, he's I'm not giving Jim Baker any money. He's having Sorry. trouble. He's trouble having trouble keeping his weight up. So we're gonna send him a pizza bucket. Just, let's just go get him some Tostinos. <laughs> get him like get him like stack. a ten pound bag of pizza rolls. <laughs> God, I would slay a bag of pizza rolls right now. I if you love, put them in front they're of They're so good. I haven't eaten those in years. Well, the problem is you have to eat them cold because <laughs> anything other than that <laughs> is molten lava. Yep. Well, that's God. assuming that they don't all bust and all the filling goes out onto the tray. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you can, you, lick, you to, can always lick the tray. You have to make b- bake them in the oven for them to be any good. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, microwave is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I've still done soggy. that. Well, desperate times. <laughs> desperate times. <laughs> Matt's like, yeah, I, don't, I don't have any self-respect. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> Sorry, speaking of self-respect, <laughs> things not discussed in the pub that should have been. Michael ate a gas station meatloaf today. I did. I went to gas station meatloaf. So uh, I was like, I gotta, eat, I gotta eat something not God, fast food. Have some goddamn self respect. Wait, I've got to eat something not fast food. I'm gonna pick <laughs> meatloaf at a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Man, that McDonald's will kill you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Flying J and get some freaking meatloaf. Well, I was just tired of God, Michael. It was a nice change of pace. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> gas station meatloaf. You know what you can say? You can say win. no, Michael. <laughs> You can have some goddamn self-restraint and say no. I wanted to see You're what literally it was like. 40 minutes from home. Go home, Michael. Eat something. What was it like? It was gas station meatloaf. It was you don't not need bad. to taste that it was to not know. Bad. It was not bad. But I've it taste, wasn't good. I've tasted a lot of worse things in a gas station for sure. <laughs> I gotta, you do eat a lot of gas station food. Well, it's just easy. Just easy on the way, on the go. Mm-hmm. You know what else is easy? Packing your own lunch at night. No, well, that's that a lot more work. That is a lot more work. Jeez. Plus, I, I very ran, very seldom make gas station meatloaf the night before. You know what I ate yesterday? What? Two salads. Look good for oh. you. I've had like five salads in the last like week. That's good. That's yeah. good for you. And I told Beth like to buy 40 more. beers, so that just offsets that. No, I have 40. And you wonder what's going on <laughs> not, with your not intestinal 40. system. <laughs> I don't know why I'm constantly shitting water. Comes home and drinks a 12-pack. I don't know. I've never, <laughs> ever done that. God. <laughs> Brings home a case, a case of hams and <laughs> eats a couple salads to even it out. I'm healthy. You got to yeah. balance it, man. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I need to reward myself. <laughs> Here's a Snickers. We have some some uh, beef jerky as well. Mm, I got a big old five pound bag in my car. I'm sure you I ate a whole jar of jalapenos. I don't know why I'm shitting water. <laughs> uh, we also talked about the time that Matt and I dyed our hair black. Yes, we did. So, That's been a long time. It was a long. Time. Do you realize how long Dude, it's been? That picture you guys put on. Which one? The one what, us holding hands? No, the one where us you guys were like cuddling or yeah. whatever. Zach Densmore put a system of a down has really gone downhill. <laughs> really let, them really let themselves go. go. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying. Um, we had a, a book giveaway, Sarah Fader book giveaway in yeah, the pub. Yeah, we did. Fader? Yeah. Nope. Never heard of uh, it. We, we also talked about gun control. So There's a little bit of that. <laughs> a shit ton of gun control talk. Can we talk about gun control tonight? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's, hold on. Let's talk hold about on. No, I don't need the fucking No, hold on. Music. Hold yeah, on. Fuck the music. No. Come on. Do it. Can we, 
Welcome to This Week Tonight with Brad Pollock. Brad, over to you. I was thinking about this today. You know how fucked up this country is when mm-hmm. it comes to violence and guns? <laughs> that, that was, oh, yeah, it's, it, apparently it auto-plays. Yeah. yeah. This is how fucked up we are. On October 1st, uh, almost 60 people died. 100 and some people were gunned down in Las Vegas, and nobody fucking remembers it. Yep. Yep. We literally just go from one mass shooting mm-hmm. to another, and yep. that's the tragedy in front of our faces. That, we automatically pulse. forget about that one. Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's that's how fucked up we are. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and people are like, oh, if, o- if only the teachers were armed. Think back to your fucking high school teachers. <laughs> Pick one of those that you think should have a gun. I mean, honest to God. Miss <laughs> Murphy. Yeah. Mr. She was Mr. Nuts. She was a psychopath. <laughs> a fucking psychopath. Our Spanish teacher, <laughs> Senora Murphy, <laughs> at no point should she own a firearm. My God. Uh, I wouldn't trust her with a ruler. <laughs> God. I, you know, I, ugh. I had a teacher in the sixth grade who uh, he had weapons of torture on, his, on the wall of his classroom. <laughs> right. Let's give that guy a handgun. Yeah. He literally. Oh, that guy has a handgun. He God. literally uh, did go later on to 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 check himself. Well, does everybody knows that? It's always about let's buy more <laughs> firearms. I personally think the guns should have guns. I, I think it's yeah. the only way that we're safe. Yeah. Guns have the guns? guns should have guns on yeah. them. Little guns. Little guns. They should. Ju- they should just shoot gonna, out other guns. I'm gonna build a gun. I'm gonna guns. build a Gundam suit. God. I, it's so fucked up. It's yeah. so it's fucked unbelievably up. fucked up, and not one politician cares. And you know what mm. I think? Well, because they're all getting paid. They're all getting paid, including our Democrat senator in Indiana gets NRA cool. money. So Neat. that's cool too. So I, I was thinking about this. Here's what I love about the fact that those that those survivor teenagers, fucking teenagers, mm-hmm. marched to their fucking state capitol today to meet with lawmakers. And you know why I love that? Because those lawmakers now have to look them in the eye and tell okay. them they don't fucking give a shit. Yep. Yep. And they did. They because, absolutely did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Florida voted down I, I am gun. so I am so fucking sick of when one of these things happens of all these fucking politicians getting on Twitter, our thoughts and prayers are with so-and-so. No, fuck you, you don't give a shit. No. And now you have to tell these kids that you don't give a shit. Yeah. Yep. You have to explain to their faces why you don't care about them. Yep. And, guess and why what? you don't care about their friends that are dead? Well, in I mean, two we, years they'll be voting. So, I, I mean, it's well, I, we've we've said in the past that the gun debate ended at Newtown. Oh, it ended at Newtown. When, when, yep. when you're fine with like twenty yeah. kindergartners getting mauled, yeah. getting mowed down by a machine gun. Yep. And don't fucking at me with like, oh, it's not. It's a semi. Fuck you. It fires like four hundred rounds. I like everybody's mag. like, oh, it's just a, it's just this gun, but it's modified. Okay, well, fuck actually, you. Yeah. So why it shoots four hundred rounds a minute? Why That's a machine? Why, gun. why exactly? <laughs> if it's not such a deadly gun, why is that the gun that every one of these motherfuckers uses? Yeah. Yep. If it's if it's yeah. not has nothing to do with the gun, why aren't they yeah. using other guns? It's yeah. this one. Yeah. Explain that. Eat yeah. a dick. Yep. Yep. Fuck you. Yep. The debate was the <laughs> debate ended at twenty dead kindergartners. Uh, it did, it. and that's why I don't I. I, only thing that's going to work is to vote them out. Yep. I, I don't. I'm not sending letters to my Congress people because they, no, they don't. Shit, they, they don't give care. a shit. I'll get a form letter back in six months or six weeks saying, "Well, this is why I support." You know, is open you carry you laws. You got a million dollars from the fucking NRA. I suppose, uh, Todd uh, Young, open carry. It's like you know, just uh, yeah. it, if if more guns equal safety, then let's let's all just show up with AR-15s at at the Capitol building. More guns equal safety. War zones, super safe. They're not allowed in the White House. Yeah. Can't carry one into the White House or Congress. Yeah. 
More guns. The Republican National. Oh, by the way. <laughs> More power. The, exactly. The Republican National Convention, you can't carry a gun there. Yeah. So that tells you how full of shit they are. Yeah. It's yeah. all about yep. money. Yep. Are we good? Yep. This has been this week tonight with uh, all three of us. Stay tuned next week when we rant about some other shit. God, I'm fired up. All right. And fuck Twitter, too. I got, it's, not, it's just not working. I yeah, can't. That's why I had to switch Twitter to can eat a yeah. dick, too. Yeah. Can we talk about that? No, no. we're not going to talk about No, that. that's next week. Keep it in your pants. All right. Uh, new segment. You know, I put a thing on Twitter. No, today. no Next no, week. Stop. No, no, stop. You're done. You're fine. You're fine. You're okay. No, I'm not. Come here. I made Come, the mistake no, of getting no. on Twitter today to put one tweet out. As you the, are out of your depth. As the Inglorious Pastors account. Donnie, got, you're out of your element. Got mansplained by 20 people who completely missed the point. Good work. <laughs> Twitter is just a magical fucking place. It took me five minutes of being on there to remember why I hate it so well, much. Well, actually, those kids are not millennials. They're God. Generation Z or iGen is what we call them. I just I I was I was furious. Apparently, we are doing this. I All was right, furious when I saw it. All right, we're done. All right, move on. Well, actually, guy. Okay. All right, new 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 segment. Ah, very excited about this segment. So we've got a new segment. This is uh, Brad's brainchild. Um, he sent me. He called me a couple weeks ago. I was like, Hey, I have no idea. And I was like, I'm gonna r- write a theme song for that right now. He's and an ideas man, Michael. Within an hour, I had this. This is the theme song. It's not the theme song. No, this is not it. It's not Saint Almost Fire by John Parr. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into it, and then I'm gonna have Brad explain mansplain. There's not really a whole lot to explain. Here we go. It's 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 a pretty simple, not a complicated concept. All right, here we go. All right. You may not know which way to go. I haven't heard this. But we're here to help you. Turn left or right. Here's some advice yeah. and some bad opinions. We're reading palms and dropping bombs. Here's the pros and the cons. That's it. I, I love when you write songs, man. <laughs> I intentionally told Michael, he's like, Can I write a music for him? Like, yeah, but I don't want to hear it. I heard it last the week. I heard it last week. Yeah. He played it for me last week. Yep. Oh, that's so great. Good. So, this is the pros and the cons. Uh, okay, so the, 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 the premise is simple. We're just going to come up with a topic and we're going to go through. All right, what are the pros and cons I've of got this? Lists. So tonight, uh, being a giant, pros and cons. All right. You want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for go it. Go ahead. Uh, pros, giant dong. That was mine. First I, one. We all had well, that. I'm we're all super, super that. surprised that that's where I, we but went. Mine was giant donk. Okay, yeah. I mean, you're... You're always going to win the dick measuring contest, yes. right? Like, if you ever have one, you're always going to win that. Assuming that everyone else is not a giant. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if someone disagrees with you, like, the pro is you can either step on them as a giant. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Or you can just hit them with your dick. Like, you can just knock wow. them into orbit, right? Yeah. Well, that's a pro. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. What do you got, Michael? What sure. else you got? Um, pro. Let's, go, gonna, let's just go pros. pros. Yeah. Um, when you pee. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna it's gonna be like rain. So your pee is gonna make rainbows. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Boy, you guys put way more thought into this. Than oh, I, I did. did. I spent 15 minutes on this easily. <laughs> All right. You got you got. I, you're a I'm, motherfucking okay. giant. Um, like that's. <laughs> I mean, what's what's the con to this? Oh, I've got cons. Well, let's well, stay with pros for now. You're always gonna you're always gonna have a great view. I mean, you can see yeah. the curvature. You can tell if the Earth is flat or not. Yeah. Right. You yeah. can always see the curvature. You, well, how giant are we talking? Like yeah, that's, that's a giant. Are, we ta- are you thinking like, about like Hagrid foot. half giant? Or are you thinking like 
I don't think ha- I don't think giants can see the curvature of the Earth. If they're big enough, they can. Depends what? on how big, how giant you are. Like the jolly green giant. Well, I, what are we talking about? I was thinking just your run-of-the-mill giant. No. Again, doesn't tell me. I, I was thinking like, uh, uh, well, here, like here, the Iron here, Giant. Let, let me let me tell you one of my cons. <laughs> that movie's sad. Let, no, let me, let's not do cons. Let, yet. Well, it goes into okay, this about right. how big I think it is. Uh, Godzilla and King Kong are the only possible mates. That's that's on the con list. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so that's that's how big I'm. What about I'm, a pro? You get to carry around one of those huge fucking clubs. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Made but out do like you a need tree. It, though? Do you need oh, no? But no, you can hit with your tree. dick. We've already established that. <laughs> I mean, no, you don't need it. But you know, would, eh, I don't know if that'd feel great on the dick on the on the. D- but you would. It's so big, you wouldn't I, even notice. I regret I mean, this immediately. Okay, um, hard to kill for sure. Oh, totally. Like, yes, absolutely. Because a bullet is like a bee sting, really. Yeah. Um, uh, no one's gonna fuck with you. Yeah, you get away with anything. Like who's gonna mess with a giant? I don't know. Nobody. Um, Maybe another giant but. Swatting airplanes out of the sky Oh, that Okay, so we're definitely talking about something much bigger than I was thinking Yeah, probably <laughs> Apparently I need to set up more parameters All right, for right, This, this is for time. a smaller giant <laughs> I regret everything Smaller giant, really great at basketball <laughs> Well, and and my giant. con was that you're constantly being asked if you play basketball in high school That's gotta suck Yeah Because especially if you didn't You must play basketball They can't be that coordinated You're really tall Right? I feel like yeah, joint it. issues would be a problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like how successful Greg Oden syndrome. How successful was Sean Bradley? The guy was like uh, seventeen or whatever. That's the like fuck he he had was. a pretty decent. When career. I'm thinking Did of he? giants, yeah. I'm not thinking of like okay. the basketball giants because those guys are usually long and skinny and lanky. I'm talking like yeah, big, like a big giant, like freaking like Andre the Giant. Yes. like a little bit bigger. Yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking oh bigger. no, I was no, thinking I was like thinking massive, like giant, like mythical giant. Yeah, have we? Okay, beating this into uh, the ground. No, I'm not that's, done. That's I've pros. got, I've got lots of pros. Right. I got another couple more pros. Uh, you're always the center of attention. Well, yeah. I mean, you walk into a room, it's like, holy shit, it's a giant, right? Well, you can't walk into a room if you're as big <laughs> as a goddamn airplane. Hey, when you're that's a the problem with what you're talking about <laughs> right that, now. You're, okay, you're, well, that's your mom joke. God, when your mom walks into a room, she walks into a room. Uh, and then my other pro is that uh, your erection can be used as a battering ram. Oh, or, <laughs> pretty sure we covered No, this. no, we covered dogs. We covered erections. Or to hollow out a cage to sleep in. I came in like a wrecking dog. You can hollow out, <laughs> you can hollow out your own cave. Uh, yeah. Cons. I came in like a wrecking dog. <laughs> I think we have our hashtag. Uh, okay, cons. I've got... Uh, I just got a picture of Miley Cyrus swinging on a giant freaking dog. <laughs> I've got uh, annoying ass kids who are always climbing beanstalks and knocking on your door in the middle of the day. That's that is obnoxious. Yeah. What do you All got? Right. Cons? Uh, not enough food and water. <laughs> Shortage. It would be a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of water, um, man. You're sipping yeah. out of a lake. <laughs> <laughs> There's always some fucking floaters in there too, man. Well, yeah. Well, another con. Ooh, like that's a, I mean, where do you fish sh- where do you shit as a giant? I mean, like Grand Canyon. Obviously. Where, wherever you feel like it, because you're a giant. Who's going to tell you otherwise? Maybe that's how the I walk that's, on over. To I think Grand that's Canyon. Like, I think that's a pro. Actually. Maybe it is a pro. Uh, Aqu- aqua dump. That's where you use the aqua dump. But then you have Just to drink. Out it, but you have to drink out of that ocean. No, you're not drinking out of salt water. Oh, okay, so you're shitting in the ocean. God, yeah, I regret this okay. so much. Can we um, move on? No, please? I've got I've got a couple more. So like uh, con, uh, you can't get no, a date. My turn. You can't get a date because no woman wants to be hollowed out like the channel. <laughs> wow, boy, yep. Wow. You know, as soon as I said today, he goes, "What are we going to talk about?" I'm like, being a giant. I knew this was going to be the problem. Um, God damn it! Hard hard to find clothes. Uh, your dry cleaning bills would be outrageous too. Like yeah. to have to get all that shit cleaned. Yeah. Well, you just, yeah. 
Yeah. Have to uh, hand wash <laughs> in the in the ocean. Like <laughs> in your shit. In your, your Loch Ness shit <laughs> monster. <laughs> you met my wife, a canoe. Um, <laughs> wow. Boy. Wow. Can we uh, you're always, on, You're always finding badgers. No, this was your idea. Yeah. Always finding. It's a great one. You're always finding badgers nestled in your crotch hair. I mean, it's a nice warm place to live. Lots of bush. Very moist. Once again, way too big. Um, showers would be really difficult. Yeah. Well, you have to use the lake. You sh- you'll, but you can't yeah. use the lake you shit in or drink in. You have to get a separate. You have lake. to get like three different lakes. You just have to go to the Great Lakes. Yeah. Lake Michigan's where you take the shit. You got to take it. How big are these giants? My God. You said giants. That's all you said. Uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't I've got... think that I would have to come up with parameters for something like a giant. <laughs> How long have you known us? Uh, I've got a couple more. Um, God, this is the dumbest well, I've got, thing I've got ever. plenty, too. Uh, Con, every time you jerk off, you drown a village? Oh, yeah. Real sticky, too. <laughs> real sticky mess. <laughs> Follow up. Wait, follow up. What is that? Every time, every time you jerk off, the friction raise, it raises Earth's temperature by one degree. <laughs> Boy. Oh, well, this will be the last week we do pros and cons. I hope everyone has enjoyed it. Uh, well, well, I've got a con. A kid with a sling can kill you with just a couple of rocks. <laughs> Way to bring the Bible in. Yeah, you're welcome. Good biblical reference. Uh, sunburn. Uh, there's there's no shade. You're you're taller than the trees. You're always going to be sunburned. That's a fair point. Yep. <laughs> what else you, got? you You have to walk everywhere. Cars are too small. <laughs> um, Godzilla and King Kong are your only possible mates. And then uh, nearly impossible to be a ninja. Like that is a huge downside for me. Yeah, but you really wouldn't need to be a ninja if you could just step on people, Michael, I'm, I'm, or uh, smack them around with your dong. Sometimes you want to be something that is impossible, and that's and definitely sometimes impossible. you want to just hit people with your dong. <laughs> God, you're really stuck on that, aren't you? Boy. Really, Matt's really stuck on the dongs He's tonight. really, yep. God, I knew that's where it was going to go. As soon as I regretted it immediately. <laughs> you and I. I regretted <laughs> it immediately. We had two weeks to prepare a topic, and you just winged it. <laughs> when you called me with the idea... You and I spent 15 minutes talking about being a centaur and 20 percent, 30 to 40 percent of it was about dicks. It had no, to be. I'm pretty sure. So I think the, the, my main point was you're a motherfucking centaur. <laughs> like, that's the best pro ever. Like, yeah. how can you just be? I mean, you're, you're a centaur. Half man, half horse. It doesn't get any better than that. Oh, man. All right. The biggest problem with being a centaur, though, is you Dumbledore is always fucking hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We get, uh, that's, that concludes the pros and the cons. No, I, think we're, I think we've exhausted that topic. <laughs> All right. Let's go into the news. Jesus. I hate this podcast so much. <laughs> Um, <laughs> go ahead, buddy. What do you got? Right. So uh, we we have two two uh, special requests uh, into the newsfeed. First up is. By the uh, way, I didn't mention last week's episode was a shit show. It was awesome. My God, <laughs> it really was. I was, was listening so to it in my car and like, what the fuck is going on? I have no idea. <laughs> Who are these people? Um. Uh. So the first one is uh, Sarah Khan. Khan. 
Jane. Sarah Jane. He's a Sarah Jane. <laughs> yep. Uh, the girl so, with two nicknames. <laughs> she's got a, a a nice heartfelt one. Um, Atlanta Foundation will take 725 students to see Black Panther. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick bought out yeah, a theater, did. didn't? A couple, several theaters, yep. I think, too. So, um, God bless Kung Fu Kitty. She's actually friends with the the two dudes who who started this this uh, this project. But uh, um, Jay Bailey recognized the importance of images and exposure when uh, he was eight years old. He saw his first superhero uh, who looked like him. I grew up with Superman, mm-hmm. Batman, and Wonder Woman. I never saw my reflection in them. They were superheroes I admired and looked up to. Um, so it's the the Phoenix Leadership Foundation. Um, uh, it was it was uh, a nonprofit formed by um, Jay Bailey and Blaine Alexander. Um, they're going to take 725 students to see Black Panther at the movie tavern North Lake and Tucker. Awesome! So, I need to go cool. see that. I did yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. yep. Pretty pretty freaking awesome. Soundtrack kicks ass. Yeah, it does, man. It's really it's good. top to bottom good. Yep. They're actually, and not only are they they taking them, they're not taking them in like school buses. They 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 bought uh, fourteen luxury buses nice. to pick up the students um, from several metro schools, um, and then uh, yeah, it's they had it, it it's just freaking awesome. Yeah, that's great. I think so. this is happening a lot in a lot of places. Yeah, a lot of people are doing this, which is great. Give freaking the, awesome. Give the kids their hero, man. Yeah, like, man, it's freaking fantastic. It's fantastic. Like the yeah. fact that there's going to be like a generation of. African-American kids that have a hero to look up And you to. think this it's is going to be the only Black fantastic. Panther movie? Yeah. So great, yeah. man. Yeah. So the foundation raised enough money on Facebook with just two posts. They just posted two things, and they got enough yeah. to, to, to make it happen. See, and that's the kind of shit that gives me a little bit of hope. Like, there's some really good people in the world. Yep. Yep. And and they're not Russian bots, and they're not the Dinesh NRA, D'Souza, and they're not the NRA, or fucking... Joe Walsh or who or Brian Mitch, who are the uh, fuck these Jarko assholes are? Rubio, pick one. Yeah, just pick one. Pick anybody from the <laughs> Republican Scott. Party at this point. Like, it, it's just they're really good people doing really good things for 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 kids yep. and for just it's just awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Thank you, Sarah Jane. He's a Sarah Jane. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is from Stephanie Rice, emo correspondent. Never heard of her. <laughs> um. She sent us uh, her. Yeah, her. her? <laughs> Dayton's finest. Her. Um, anyway, she sent us. Uh, so here, here's the news uh, article. Farting passenger forces plan <laughs> oh, yeah, plane to make an emergency landing. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. So uh, sometimes plane travel uh, is really God. Stinky. I have never been in a tra- in a plane where somebody hasn't just lit it up. It's disgusting. It's gross. There's nowhere for it to go. Stop farting. Then it's just hold it. Just it. That's what I'm saying. There's nowhere for it to uh, go. I mean, no, I'm saying is, there's the nowhere. I really think yeah. they need to change airplanes to just call them winged fart tubes. Like that's all. They're disgusting. <laughs> Yep, I got that. All right. Oh, they're so, gross. God, that's gross. <laughs> so, so with some guy behind you, in front of you, and just burned your nostrils for like twenty minutes. It was a flight from Dubai to Amsterdam. Uh, they had to make an emergency landing Amsterdam, in Amsterdam. Vienna. Damn, damn, damn! Uh, emergency landing in Vienna. Speaking After- of farts, I farted in my car the other day, and I felt the warmth of it. That's and great. It was. <laughs> it changed the atmosphere in my car. Oh, for the humidity went yeah, up like thirty percent. I always get texts from that. Yeah. Oh my God! I just raised the temperature in my car with my fart. <laughs> the heat index just went. And I'm always in the middle of like a two-hour job. Somebody like, call Al Roker. 
He needs God. to be on this shit. God, I'm in like the middle of a two-hour job. I'm like, God, you're you're texting me that now? <laughs> like, I give a shit. Anyway, um, so a, fl- a fight a fight broke out because one of the passengers wouldn't stop breaking wind. Um, uh, yeah, I think they told him to stop, didn't they? Well, yeah, and he didn't stop. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to keep farting. Uh, his disgusted seatmates reportedly complained to the airline crew, who apparently did nothing. What are they going to do? Throw him off the plane? Say, what do you want them to do? Lock him in? I'd lock him in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. That's what they should have done is just forced him to st- sit in the bathroom for the rest and, of the flight. And just keep flushing. Th- four hours. Yep. Hit it. Yep. Um, the, the freedom from flatulence fighters uh, wouldn't stop griping about their fellow passenger. Uh, a fight broke out in the plane. Um, and Man, how bad did those farts have to be to break out in a fight? Yep. Yeah. Man, uh, I, I bet God, I bet, I've dropped some I serious. Bet, I bet people's teeth were just gritty so the, by the time they landed. <laughs> I've dropped some serious. I need stank. to brush my teeth. Seriously. I've dropped some serious stank in my car. So if you feel put like that your in teeth a, are covered in shit powder, <laughs> so they made they, so they made the emergency landing and and kicked out the two people that were making complaints, not the guy who was farting. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Wow. Yep. Um, Boy, that seems really backwards. Yep. I mean, I guess it's not against the law to fart, but like, yeah, my but come on, God. have some decency and to have some respect for some other people, man. Er, here's okay on devil's advocate. Maybe he has a bowel issue. I worked with a guy. Could he, who, maybe you have been like, I, I have a bowel issue. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, like, maybe. I mean, I currently work with a guy with a bowel issue. <laughs> <laughs> he's hey, Matt, he's talking about you. Have I ever farted in your car, Michael? I don't. Probably. No, you know what? I will now. We'll bring it. Oh, I will. I used to eat sardines in my car when Michael was traveling with me. (laughs) It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) Thanks, Stephanie Rice. You're the best. (laughs) You're the best. The best a man can get. What? What? Uh, It's like a... My God, what? It's a theme song from Gillette. No one will try to get you down. Is that before the illegal kick to the face? Yeah. I yeah. watched Karate Kid last night a little bit on TV. Oh, shit. Uh, the rebooting it, by the way. Yeah, that was yeah. one of mine. Cobra oh, Kai. Cobra Kai. <laughs> Ralph Macchio is coming back. I was and, so and Johnny. And I was Johnny. so yeah. pissed. I'm like, God, they just have to shit on everything from our childhood. Just leave it. I know. Leave it. Yeah. It's a good movie. It, Johnny's well, okay, reopening. It's a fine movie. Johnny's reopening Cobra Kai Dojo. Yeah. It's going to be on Brad. YouTube Brad. 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 No pain. No pain. It'll put you in a body bag. Yeah. Cover God, pain. I was I was watching it last night. It was fun. Mandy and I were sitting and watching it. <laughs> the, the scene where Daniel's all pissed off because he's just been doing shit for Miyagi and not learning anything. And all of a sudden, he's like a karate fucking karate master because... He painted the fence. He's like kicking and punching at him. And all of a sudden, he can just propel this man. He's like... Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. There's no way that would work. Absolutely no way that My would work. My favorite part is when uh, Will Smith's son... Uh, no, that's the no, other shut no, your fucking mouth. No. God, I hate you. You no. would bring that no, movie up. It's terrible. <laughs> Complete shit. Um, all right, what do you guys got? Uh, skier lost in New York has no idea how he ended up in California. God, I saw that. What, what the... Man was reportedly still dressed in his ski clothes and had no idea what day it was. He also had a new phone and fresh haircut. 
Bro. What? Okay, so he, I'm just gonna read this because it's pretty short. He fucking jumped into a space time continuum. In a bizarre, portal. mysterious turn of events, a Canadian firefighter who went missing during a New York ski trip last week was found wandering Sacramento. What the on Tuesday? So if you're gonna wander, why do you go to Sacramento? With no clear memory of how he got there. He was even wearing the same ski gear he had disappeared in and had no idea what day it was. Danny Filipitas, Philip Filipitas. Feel my penis was last seen February seventh. We got was there. last seen. We did. We did. It took. You, it you took were some work. work I, could, I knew you'd get there eventually. Phillips penis. Danny Phillips penis oh was last gosh. seen February seventh at Whiteface Mountain in upstate New York after leaving a group of work friends to go on one more ski run at the end of the day. When he never returned, his colleagues reported him missing, and law enforcement kicked off a massive manhunt in the Adirondacks. But the nearly 200-person search was wow. unsuccessful, and no one found any trace of the man until nearly a week later Aliens. when a disoriented Philippides, Phillips penis called his wife from Northern California almost 3,000 miles away. What where the he hell? That dude's been probed. Recognizing his voice, uh, his wife with, told him with, to call 911. dog? Authorities reportedly found him standing in a car rental lot <laughs> near the Sacramento airport, confused and unable to give direct answers. The Toronto Firefighters Association President, Frank Ramagnano. Hey, Ramagnano! Yo! That's Ram- how you say that Ram- name. Totem? Oh, Frankie, Ar- Frankie Rams! Uh, said during a press conference. In addition to sporting the same ski jacket and pants he wore on the slopes in New York, uh, he also had a new phone, $1,000 cash, no ID, and a fresh haircut. Are you telling me he didn't take off his pants and jacket? What? I Yeah, I get it, Michael. Pant, took off his pants and jacket. It's a reference to us. Anyway, uh, Phillips Penis said he couldn't remember the details of how he got across the country in six days, but told police he remembers riding in a, quote, big rig style truck. Where he slept a lot. What the hell? He must have been drunk. He was unable to recall specifics about the vehicle or its driver. He said he also may have suffered a brain injury, and cops don't believe he was drugged or taken against his will. What the hell? Cops don't believe that? Nope. He was very nonchalant and kind of out of it, Sergeant Sean Hampton of the Sacramento Sheriff's Department said. According to Phillips' penis, uh, the truck (laughs) dropped him in downtown Sacramento, where he bought a phone to call his wife and stop somewhere for a haircut for some reason. But he said he couldn't remember how he made it to the airport where so, local police found him. I mean, does he... F- I wonder if he, like, falls and hits his head and has, like, a brain injury and can't... And then just sort of wanders what around did, and, what like... Are, what, are, what are the police thinking happened? Are they... They don't know. They, they don't said know. they're currently searching... New York police are currently searching for anyone who may have picked up a confused hitchhiker wearing full ski gear and drove across the country. Or anyone else who may have information regarding his disappearance. God, that's weird. That's really weird that they don't think he was drugged. Yeah. I would think that would still be in your system. I mean, it's only been six days. I'm sure they tested him. That would have been the first thing they did. had to take a piss test or something. So it had to be some sort of injury. It had to be. He had to have fallen and hit his head or something. Oh, my God. Like, and knocked himself loose. How does nobody know where this guy... Like, nobody finds this guy? Like... I don't know. Well, if he got... If he... Like... They probably didn't realize he was missing for a while. He could have hitchhiked. He could have been hundreds of miles away before they, before they even realized he was, he was gone. gone. Yeah. I mean, he could have been, I mean, get in a tractor trailer. Those dudes drive. I mean, yeah. and they don't stop much. No. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. There's going to be, that's, that's, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's weird. some freaky ass shit. Yeah. Right there. I mean, really like that's, yeah, that is nightmare. It makes you wonder stuff. if he was intentionally just leaving it all behind, but why would he no, just because he called his clothes? wife. It's weird. He called his wife. I mean, he bought a phone to do that. 
maybe the drifter life wasn't for him. <laughs> large Marge so. sent him. <laughs> Tell him Large Marge. I think sent he you. might have been banged <laughs> by a drifter. That's entirely possible. I think he is the drifter. I said he was probed. Yeah. He was banged as a drifter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the deer panted for the what? water. My God. <laughs> um, okay. I've got uh, from the Daily Mail. So they're <laughs> on your side. Nope. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're on their own side. <laughs> Britain's leading shit rag. Body piercer who chopped off her own finger with bolt cutters because she wanted to. Yeah, I heard about that. Turns the severed digit into a pendant and decorates the stump with tiny hats. I don't feel like I need to go any further than that. I think that really covers it. Yes. Um, body yeah. piercer lopped off her own fingers, marked the one-year anniversary by turning the severed limb into a pendant and decorating the stump with tiny hats. Um, there's pictures. Uh, Tors Reynolds from Colchester in Essex decided to slice off her little finger with the bolt cutters last year after wanting to do it for a decade because she believes it looks cute. Uh, here's a picture of uh, Tors. If you need any further evidence of why she did this. I don't. Oh, you. gross. Mm. Except for all the tattoos mm. on her face making her look like a cheetah. <coughs> I don't think she looks like a cheetah. She has spots on her face oh, like yeah. a fucking cheetah. Let me see it again. I don't think she looks like a cheetah at all. Let me no, see. No, it's not like her whole face see. is covered see. in not yet. spots. She's going to have spots on her face like a cheetah. Anyway, oh, yeah. the 30-year-old body modifier. Oh, that word, God. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yes, let's argue about millennials versus Gen Z when we have somebody calling themselves a body modifier. <laughs> I'm into bod mod. It's a thing. Look it up. Her boyfriend <laughs> named Jav XAV. <laughs> Wouldn't that be Hav? Hav. Is it Hav? I don't Zav? know. You could Jav? do anything. Jav, Hav, Hav? Javiav. Dickhead? Uh, also presented tours with a collection of tiny hats, which she, she claims cheetah resemble, tamer. That's what hats pronounced. <laughs> resemble, yeah, it's African for cheetah tamer. Um, claims resemble the village people to dress her stump, which she has affectionately named Wiggles. Oh, not anymore. Um, she said, "I forgot the finger was there. It was in the freezer next to my frozen peas." Um, she literally decorates the stump on her hand. Oh, I thought you were... Okay. I, mean, I was thinking she just... Yeah, literally just took not. the tip. Definitely no. not just the tip. No. <laughs> she took I was two-thirds of her finger. I thought she was decorating the, the stump, like the actual pinky. Yeah, I did too. Um, you don't want to waste it, yeah, so why not turn know. it into a necklace? Uh, why not not chop your fucking finger off? Yeah. Um, I don't I'm going to play the contrarian for a second. Well, actually... <laughs> I yeah, Here's the thing. It isn't for me. But like, and, and I I will ridicule it to no end because I think it's stupid. But I guess do you you do you, you know, she's not hurting anybody else. She's not mutilating anybody else. I so guess if you mutilate I mean, yourself. I guess go go uh, have fun. Jav or go Hav, bigger, go bigger, go go bigger, do go your fucking thumb next. Jav time. and ha, or Hav, and I had a nice dinner. And then I chopped it off. I numbed it first, so it wasn't too bad. Hmm. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure I could live without it, but I can. Yeah, it hasn't changed anything. Really I love it. It's so cute. Uh, apparently, at one point, she Doesn't found out that. I wonder if there's some mental illness or something. Well, it's, uh, we can. Uh, we can yeah. Uh, Tours made headlines back in 2014 when she found out that her then boyfriend of two years had been cheating on her. Took revenge in the most gruesome way possible. She initially thought Stuart Chopper May, 
Uh, Broke up with her because he moved to Alaska to take a dream job. She even saw him off tearfully at the airport. He didn't like her pinky. But a week later, no, this is before the pinky, but a week later, Torres found out he had instead moved in with a woman he'd allegedly been having an affair with for six months. So, taking a scalpel to her arm, she removed the tattoo she had done of nickname Chopper and then sent the severed skin to him in a post. Ow. By post. Ouch. Boy, boy, boy. So, she's fucked in the head, basically. <laughs> Someone adopt she's, this lady. She, she, sent, help. she sent this guy her own Boy, skin. That's pretty messed up. I, God, I. It's pretty messed up. I was thinking about with the giant pros and cons. Something doing something about the foreskin, but I couldn't make it for the circumcision. But well, you can use it for a wedding tent. Yeah. <laughs> make it beef jerky. Oh my God. Well, yeah, kind of need a palate cleanser. Can you play something? Uh, Nothing's going to stop us now by Starship. We need to find that. That's what we need. God. Michael, what, I'm afraid to ask what you have. All right. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot. Thank God. Um, The sequel to the game Uno is out. It's called Dose. I did hear about this. What the hell? <laughs> it's a new take on an Can old game. Can we not just have Uno? Like, I, <laughs> Nope. We it's need to a make fine game. Like, what? So we helped my parents move. There probably was like five copies of Uno. <laughs> All mixed and matched together. <laughs> Got this $10 and turns into Monopoly. You have it? Yeah, I think I might. That's good because I missed most of the pieces. <laughs> so that's what I have for, for, for this. Um, Lucky Charms. That's an Arrested <laughs> Development deep cut, man. I like that. <laughs> By the way, have you ever That's noticed, why you always leave a note. It's the first episode. You ever notice when George Michael's in the attic and he's got, there's literally five boxes yeah, of Monopoly just, stacked up? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Lucky Charms has a new marshmallow. Um, really? Unicorn. The, the magical unicorn uh, oh, marshmallow. What are they getting rid of? <laughs> They're getting rid of one of them. I am, by um, the way, I am 38 years old. I, will, I slay. Uh-huh. I will slay it's a so bolt good. of Do you still Do you still leave the marshmallows to last? They got rid oh, of the yeah. hour. Well, not all of them, but eat the cat food first. Yeah. 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 It does uh, look like cat food. They got rid bit. of the hourglass marshmallow. Oh, okay. Nobody cares about that. I think the off-brand Lucky Charms is better than the real thing. Mm, they're pretty good. Was this on Mannequin? This was the this was the Mannequin song. It's absolutely. Why do I know that, that movie? movie sucks? God, it's so horrible. bad. That was uh, what's her, uh, Kim Cattrall. Was Kim? Yeah, that's right. And, Kim uh, Cattrall's the Mannequin. The guy from Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, what was that? John. Uh, <laughs> Bernie. Shit. No, it wasn't Bernie. It was Jonathan something. Uh, God damn it. I'm I'm crazy. What do they know? All right. (laughs) Go ahead, buddy. Do you want to tell another appendage story or do I want uh, a gun story? No, no. No gun stories. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Unless it's some redneck blowing his own head off on accident. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm not going to read it, but uh, third graders are selling an AR-15 raffle tickets for their baseball team. Jesus. Yep. Hmm. Glad you brought that up, Michael. Thanks. Can you go on, please? Yeah. God, this country's so fucked. Just, uh, God, just the biggest bunch of morons. Man accused of breaking terracotta warrior's thumb off oh, for yeah. a souvenir. Oh, enjoy Chinese prison, yep. buddy. Enjoy. Yep. Not, so, not exactly no, the Hilton. No. no. <laughs> this is, some, this uh, is worse than federal off. pound me in the ass prison. I'm just yep. <laughs> Security cameras show him uh, putting the thumb, uh, putting his hand on the left hand of the statue and then appearing to break something off in his hand and put it in his pocket, leaving the room. Um, so I they're going to see that. 
What? That, the terracotta Ter- warriors. Yeah, thing. I do too. Tara's been. She she really enjoyed it. She brought me home some little Tara? Terraco- terracotta. Terracotta? Yeah. yeah. Your friend, Terracotta? No, my wife, Sarah. You said Tara. You said Tara. You absolutely you said totally Tara. Terracotta. No, you said, said Tara, Tara has, has seen, seen the war, the Terracotta Warriors. Oh, whatever. Yep, totally That's did. I said, oh, your friend Terracotta. Yeah, yeah, you totally absolutely did. Play the tape back. I don't oh, go ahead and stop right now and just replay it. I <laughs> bet you did. I bet I didn't. Okay. Both <laughs> of us heard it. So, yeah. Yeah, you totally Because I was a little confused. I was like, you have a friend named Tara? No. Okay. Uh, anyway. Wait, uh, you have a friend? Eat a dick. Not <laughs> you, for sure. Um. <laughs> To Starship Night and Glorious Passage Podcast. Anyway, they are they're seeking a severe penalty. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. MC went crazy. Let the world around us just fall apart. Baby, we can make it. If Matt literally just spit beer on me. Gee, my God. Literally spit beer on me. I looked at Michael. He has had it with my shit. Unbelievably, he's going to be the one to quit. Oh shit! Okay, a turn of events that no oh, one saw coming. I literally right. spit take. Oh my god! All right, here we go. Uh, oh. Carol Howard Merritt uh, is a minister whose writings, uh, speaking, wh- whose writing, speaking, and teaching <laughs> is anchored in theological wisdom and sociological insight. She's a sought-after keynote speaker, especially on the topic of ministering in a new generation. A pastor of almost two decades, Carol has served. Uh, Presbyterian churches in the swamps of Cajun, Louisiana, a Bayside village in Rhode Island, in an urban uh, neighborhood in Washington, D.C. She is the award-winning author of Tribal Church, uh, Reframing Hope, and Healing Spiritual Wounds, Reconnecting with a Loving God After Experiencing a Hurtful Church. Carol is a frequent contributor to books, websites, magazines, and journals. She is a regular writer at Christian Century, where her uh, blog is hosted. Um, Carol is a faculty member at uh, Dubuque Theological Seminary and a senior consultant at the Center for Progressive Renewal. She is the founder of and host of UNCO, I think. UNCO, I think it's what it's called. Uh, it's a uh, open space unconference uh, that attracts church leaders across across denominations and generations. Since 2011, a growing community of participants meets to generate ideas and develop plans for ministry. She co-hosts the thought-provoking podcast, God Complex Radio, with uh, Reverend Derek Weston. You can uh, read the first chapter of her book, Healing Spiritual Wounds, for free at uh, carolhowardmerritt.org. Get the book. It's awesome. org. Mm-hmm. It's worth your time. Yep. The exercises alone are worth your time. Yep. And it's, it's available in paperback now. It uh, just came out since uh, since we started reading it, the paperback. Nice. Oh, nice. So go check it out. Um, with that, let's go further up, further in. Mm-hmm. 
Carol, are you there? I'm here. Hey. Still, another <laughs> awkward intro. Awesome. Hey. It's, our, it's our specialty. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, we, we, uh, so I was going through Twitter and uh, like, I, like one does. And no, like you do. Like yeah, a lot of people go on Twitter. It's a, it's a thing. <laughs> There's a yeah. There's a few people on there. There are dozens I of people still, on Twitter. And half of them, <laughs> half of them, are, half of them are Russian bots. I still so. don't think it's going to take. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I came across your profile and uh, saw your banner about your book, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a this is a message that that our listeners need to hear. Um, and uh, the book is called Healing uh, Spiritual Wounds. Um, it's awesome. And I loved oh, it. So yeah, we all ordered copies and, and read it and uh, yeah, we we love it and we're like we've got to we've got to talk to Carol. Yes, because I think a lot of our people are in like you know, you asked earlier before we started recording about our audience. Like there yeah. are so many people listen to us who have just given up on the whole thing because they were deeply, deeply wounded by the church. Right. And some yeah. that are even in the process of being yeah, wounded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so with that growing number of people with spiritual wounds, um, what compelled you to write this book? Well, you know, I, I've been a pastor. I was a pastor for about 12 years or more. And, um, and it, it, it just, I mean, part of being a pastor is you end up, um, attracting people who are kind of like you or, <laughs> you know, you end up gathering together kind of like on Twitter, you know, how, yeah. how people, um, end up in the same echo chamber and it's kind of fascinating how it works. But, but I started noticing that I had this baggage and this background that I was working through on a pretty constant basis. And so I was probably preaching on it and then, people would come to church and they were dealing with the same thing. And then I would meet people at parties and, and it, it just seemed like there were so many people who had been wounded in some way. And since I was working through this, I, um, I mean, part of working through these things is writing for me. So, um, so I just started writing it out and, and mm. trying to figure out, both what I was observing um, through my friends and my family and uh, the people that were in my church and um, and just trying to, to figure all of that out. So I guess that's it. Just just seeing these wounds all over the place, yeah. you know, and, and just seeing so many people who had been hurt by religion. And uh, and there were. There's a lot of people talking about it now, which is really, really good. Um, but they weren't quite telling the story the way I would, or yeah. it wasn't. Um, or they were coming, like there's some really wonderful books uh, that come at it from a clinical perspective or come at it straight memoir or um, different, different ways. So I just felt like I had something to add. Yeah. Um, 
For sure. I mean, would so, you say? But, but I also started writing it like ten years ago, before there were any of these books out. Yeah. <laughs> when, when when they started coming out, I was like, oh crap. <laughs> You're like shipping it off to the editor. It's like chewed up, half done. It's done. <laughs> exactly. It's the scariest feeling. I'm sure it is. Uh, I mean, so would you say that you? Are you saying that when you started writing it, you kind of were writing it as almost as therapy and then it just yeah. kind of found an audience? Yeah, because I started writing it when my dad was dying. And so I was dealing through all of I was sorting through all of this stuff. We had a really violent home. And um, so I was sorting through all of this. Like, what am I going to do? Um, and trying to forgive him and trying to deal with the past and trying to, uh, deal with the church's, um, uh, you know, the church's complicity in the abuse. And, um, so yeah. So, I I mean, if you've had a parent die, you know, it, it sort of overturns your life in a way that, uh, nothing else does. Um, I mean, not that it's the most tragic thing that could happen, but it's also, you know, it's a, it's up there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, So anyways, it was, so I was sorting through all this stuff and, and, and so writing is definitely part of the way I sort through things. Yeah. Well, you, you talk in early in the book about, the abuse in your home, you kind of just touched on it a little bit um, that you were kind of exposed to in your childhood. You, you talk about that religion, about Christianity being complicit in the violence of it. Um, Mm -hmm. You have a, you have a line where you say Christianity was and is part of the problem, the cause of suffering, anxiety and pain in life. But Christianity has also been my cure, my solace, my center. So I, I think in conversations we've had with a lot of our listeners, I, I, I don't think you're alone in that, but could you talk a little bit about that dichotomy of religion, how religion plays a part kind of in the worst and best parts of our lives? Yeah, it's almost like this stream, you know, and and there's two streams they are coming together. One's really toxic and one's really life giving. And there's some people who can just do without the stream altogether, but I, I couldn't ever do that. Like my, my mind is sort of wired in a spiritual way. And um, it's not necessarily that I have to be a Christian, uh, but, you know, I have to be a spiritual person. And um, so that's that's kind of what was happening with me. Um, I just, I couldn't quite leave. So I had to figure out some way that was healthier and more life-giving. Like I had to go to that stream that was, that was healthy. But, um, but certainly, you know, for me, the complicity came in with, uh, kind of on two levels on a very practical level. When I went to the church and said, you know, my father's abusing me or, you know, abusing our family, um, they would say, well, he's the head of the house and you need to submit to him. Like, you know, if we just submitted harder that, (laughs) that this wouldn't, that this would go away, which is just a very basic 
um, tool in domestic violence to keep it going, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Just, uh, well, if you behave more, your husband will stop beating you. And then, um, and then for my mom, you know, she went to a Christian counselor that the, oh. that was part of the church and, and the no. Christian counselor, you know, told her to stay and, and basically blame the violence on her as well. Oh. So, um, so there were all kinds of levels, you know, where they would just, uh, believe in complementarianism, which is mm-hmm. yeah. like, uh, you know that the man's head of the household mm-hmm. and um, the women and children should submit. And uh, so my father would, you know, yell first Timothy at us as Sheesh. he was you know, being violent. So it was very toxic, you know, this very toxic uh, theology in our home that I grew up with. But then I would go in my room and I would pray to get, peace from it so what do you do with that right, right yeah. what do you do mm. like religions your your sanctuary and it's also kind of the cause of the violence yeah so yeah i mean that was a lot of what i was trying to figure out in the book you know how, how do you how do you sort through this right so you and that actually kind of leads into this question you talk a little bit in the, you talk about in the book um a desire to create safe places um, for people who have these spiritual wounds without the intent to convert people. Like I think, you know, Christian counseling and things like that sort of have that hidden agenda. Um, right. And I actually wrote the down in the switch. Yeah, they will bait and switch. Yeah. <laughs> Come get help, but you're going to find Jesus whether you like it or not. Um, <laughs> I actually, I actually wrote down on the margins around when you're talking about that unorthodox sacred spaces. Do you, do you and this may be a little outside the, outside the scope of the book, but I'm kind of curious your thoughts. Do you feel like the future of sort of spirituality and in particular the church sort of hinges on our ability to sort of create these types of spaces? Oh yeah, and could absolutely. you and maybe talk a little bit about how, how how that sort of plays out for you and how what you found that's sort of been effective? Yeah. I mean, I think that most people, you know, as, as much as we try to get rid of religion, most people have some sort of belief in God or some sort of belief in spirituality. Or, um, you know, if you're atheistic, usually there there's some something where that compels you to be a better human, right? And right. So, so I just feel like we need these spaces where we can wrestle, we can question, we can, uh, you know, talk about the wounds that have, have caused difficulties. But at some point, um, you know, most of us have a, a, a spiritual life have to tend to in one way or another. So I definitely think that there's something going on, um, in the landscape of religious Christianity. And right now they're picking it up with the nuns, you know, Mm -hmm. the rise of the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S. But there's something going on where people are longing for um, a deeper connection, but not to um, maybe uh, dogged belief, but more questioning and more 
searching and um, maybe the practice more than the belief or, uh, you know, there, there just seems to be this um, interesting moment right now Mm -hmm. in, in the United States. Do you feel like no, in- I've seen it on Twitter. <laughs> do you feel like Twitter. we've talked the three of us have talked about this sort of ad nauseum. Do you yeah. sort of relate to that? Do you feel like there's sort of like we're in the midst of like about every 500 years, the church goes through like a major upheaval and we're about 500 right. years from Luther. Do you feel like we're sort of in the midst of that? I and mean, this is totally unrelated to the book, but what you just said sort of sparked that. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's kind of the Phyllis Tickle uh, yes. theory. Yeah. Yeah, the great emergence. It does seem like there is some sort of overturning that's happening. And it needs to happen because I think our, you know, religious systems as they're they're constructed right now are very capitalistic. and, And we're kind of destroying the earth because of a lot of the ways that we're thinking. And so... Um, you know, something's got to happen. Yeah, right. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would yeah. hope so. <laughs> something's got to happen. Yeah. We're, we're, we're praying for that, yes. Yeah, <laughs> be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my my favorite parts of the book was uh, you, you talk about what we would typically call the two greatest commandments, uh, yes, to love this God. Was amazing. To love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. But you point out that there's actually three commandments in there, and the third being to love yourself. Can you talk about the importance of loving yourself. Yeah. I mean, this came out, um, when I was in graduate school, I was in seminary and we were reading, I can't say her name, right? Karen Horney. I don't know if it's Horney or Hornay. <laughs> we'll go with that. It's um, fine. Okay. I we're, think they we're, said, we're, we're Hornay, an explicit podcast. So. Saying it Cause they didn't want to say Horney. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. You're fine. Uh, so, so anyways, my friend, Karen, because we're on a first name basis, because I don't know how to say her last name. Um, she would talk about that. Like uh, she was, you know, a, a, a psychologist or, um, and she would talk about, well, th- there's no way to love other people unless you're full of love yourself. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading this and really coming out of this um, martyrdom idea of, yeah. of, uh, evangelicalism that I grew up with. And I was thinking, gosh, that's totally different from what we were taught. You know, we were always taught to empty yourself, to completely, you know, die to self, to carry your cross, to crucify self. You're always talking, you're always told, you're always told agape love, like the self-sacrificial, give it all, never, like it's always about giving to the other person. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but you know, like that didn't work with my mom, right? (laughs) You know, and that doesn't work with a lot of women or people who are abused, children who are abused. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling with this background. I'm wrestling with my theology and, and then at the same time I realized, and, um, there was some feminist theology that I was reading as well, um, that was talking about this. And they said, oh, well, you know, you can't really love others unless you love yourself. They would say the same thing. And then I realized, oh, well, it's it's in there. It's in it's in the scripture. Like, <laughs> you have to love others yeah. as you love yourself, not 
has to be an overflowing of your own heart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes complete sense, you know, um, but it goes against so much of what I was taught. Yeah. I mean, I was in my thirties before I came to any realization that I should probably actually love myself. You know what I mean? Like totally. I, I was a pastor. I mean, I mean, so I surely yeah. sure as hell wasn't teaching anybody that. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm in freaking therapy right now, so I can learn to love myself. Yeah. I mean, like, it, yeah. where, where do you even? So let and me don't ask, you feel like sad for your little self right now? You know, like, yes, <laughs> we're all yes, sad for Matt's little like, self. It's I fine. So Every, everybody's sad for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but like, where do you I mean, where do you even begin to like have a conversation with someone and say, look, dude, like you're, you need to learn that you're fine as you are. Like, like where do you even begin to have that kind of conversation? Yeah. I mean, for me, I remember someone taught me this, um, this prayer and it kind of comes from the works of Henry Nowen. There's a guy named Chris Glazer who, um, who does a lot of, uh, spiritual, uh, development stuff. And, and, um, so it was to basically tell yourself, I am God's beloved child in whom God is well pleased. And, um, to like, look at yourself in the mirror and do it every morning. And, um, you know, on one hand it looks I don't know, it sounds kind of cheesy, but I couldn't do it for the longest time without like arguing with myself and saying, oh, no, no, that was something that God said to Jesus. You don't <laughs> deserve this. Words. You know, yeah. and so I would argue with myself constantly. And then I was like, no, I need to be able to say this to myself. Right. And um, so being able to do that, um, and it took a really, really long time mm-hmm. before I could do it with either without either like arguing with myself or <laughs> crying, depending on how I felt that morning. Uh, but but uh, it, it, I mean, so that's kind of where I started. Um, you know, this was uh, yeah, it was it was sort of just looking in the mirror and saying, "My God's beloved." Yeah. And and uh, I had never heard those words from my church before. Well, what's interesting is even if you hear those words from the church, it's almost there's almost always a caveat to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's amazing how even like I mean, because the idea of grace essentially should be something that you really should think higher of yourself because this is what God thinks of you. Like he's judged the world and he's judged it as loved. Like, so that does like, no matter what you do, nothing changes that. So, but what's amazing is you look at a a song, like even in the songs we sing, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. (laughs) Like, so even in this song about grace, there's this element of, yeah, it's grace, but you're still pretty much a piece of shit. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you've got Martin Luther calling himself a worm. You've got, I, I mean, you've. We focus so much on the negative. I, and Richard Rohr talks about how like there's we're attracted to the negative, and we neg yeah. our way to Jesus. We we're do. I Twitter. mean, we essentially like, <laughs> well, thank God, you know, thank God for Jesus because if it wasn't for him, I'm just a wretch. I'm a I'm a lowly scum that deserves hell. But you know, thank God that Jesus came around. You know what I mean? Like, 
So like even any talk yeah. of grace, any talk of God's love for you is always tempered with, but you're still an asshole. Like you yeah. still, right. you, you sort of, you deserve hell, but you're not going to get that just because <laughs> you're, you'll, you'll get in just by the skin of your teeth because Jesus is, he's Jesus, but you're still a terrible human being. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, and I mean, you, you guys have kids, right? Yes, yeah, seven of them. Well, between the between three, between the three of us, <laughs> we each had to have seven kids. We're, we're not landed <laughs> out. We're not Philip Rivers. <laughs> so, if, I mean, can you imagine like saying that to your kid? No, right. no. you're a wretch, son. <laughs> right, I love you, but you suck. <laughs> you're kind of a terrible person. <laughs> I know. And if you make a mistake, then I'm sending you to this place for eternity where you will weep and gnash and be tortured. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I, I didn't, it took me a long time to even realize just how negative the church is. Like when you, yeah. In, in talking about your standing as a person, and how much I grew up with that as a kid, and I, I mean, I wasn't in, I wasn't in an abusive church. Well, it's emotional manipulation. It's like you're a piece of trash, yeah. but you, here's this guy who died on a cross two thousand years ago that somehow makes it all magically better. And, yeah, and it, it's it's just right. an emotional manipulation to try to make you feel bad enough that you accept this thing that's already been given to you anyway. I want to I want to talk about your friend Pete. Mm-hmm. Your friend Pete, and because uh, because I think I think we've all been in that place where we've came to that realization uh, of 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 some of the, the worst parts of the church. Um, and in the book, you talk about your friend Pete and kind of his God is love theology. I guess um, could yeah. you talk a little bit about that and, and kind of what what that was and what it, it, it turned into. Yeah, so um, this was somebody who was affected by a pedophile priest. And um, I have the right story, right? Because I changed names. Okay, good. (laughs) So um, so when you write these things, you know, you can't you can't actually put their names on. Right. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So. uh, So anyways, um, Pete, in quotation marks, he um, he he was he was. A, a victim of a pedophile yeah. priest when he was growing up. And um, so then he went to AA because he became an alcoholic, um, just trying to deal with all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he couldn't like say the word Jesus without physically getting nauseous. Hmm. And um, he got to the second step in AA where it talks about a higher power. And thankfully, AA is very, very broad in that definition of higher power. But he couldn't get to that step um, because, you know, he he just couldn't reconcile himself with what happened. And so he came to me, I think, because I was a woman minister and um, so it was a little easier for him to to talk to a woman. Yeah. And um, so we were just talking about like, well, how how are we going to get to this next step? You know, what what do we what do we do? And um, how can we, you know, if you can't conceive of the Christian God as you were taught, you know, what, what, what can you do? Who can be your higher power? What can be your higher power? 
And um, so we would talk about this and uh, try to sort through his background. And and part of what was going on was um, since the church heard him, because it was not only um, it was not only that he was a victim of pedophilia, it was that they they moved the priest around without and they covered it up mm-hmm. without yeah. actually dealing with with the guy. Yeah. And um, and his parents didn't send him to jail or anything. And um, so there was all of this complicity. And he was so he was just trying to figure out, you know, well, but he he not only felt abused by this priest, but he really felt abused by God. Yeah. And so he had to figure out how to untangle his concept of God from what he went through. So, um, so one day he he called me up and he was like, okay, I I think I've got it. You know, I think if I can just concentrate on God is love, Mm. then I can do that, you know? And, Mm. and so that became his litmus test, you know, God is love. And whenever he thought about a Sunday school story that didn't make sense in the light of God is love. He just, you know, he just let go of it. Or if he thought of hell and, you know, uh, God sending us to eternal torture, he let go of it. And, um, and everything that he, he just sort of reconstructed his faith that way, thinking about, okay, if, is this a loving God that I'm imagining? Right. No, it's not. Okay. Well then, you know, he, he would let it go. And, um, and so, I mean, and of course, like, as we're talking about this, this became a very foundational practice for me, you know, as, as I'm thinking and, um, reading and, and trying to sort out my own theology is just thinking, well, is this a loving God? You know, is this somebody who loves yeah. If it's not, then it does. It just doesn't belong in my theology. Yeah, yeah. If it's not loving, it's not God. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And it's just such an easy, easy sort of test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it confuses a lot of what we've grown up with. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So you, you also talk in the book, uh, you, you say that love is not a limited resource. Um, why, why do we act like it is? <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, you'll, you'll hear people talk about, especially when it comes to loving yourself, you know, people talk about narcissism. And um, so they imagine, oh, okay, well, this person loves themselves so much, they can't love God or they can't love their neighbor and I think that's, um, you know, a, a thing that a lot of us believe. But, but really, if you kind of look at what narcissism is, it's usually um, because you've been damaged in yeah. some terrible way. You know, you've, you've been abused or, or something's happened in your development as a child. And so you've become a narcissist. It's almost like a defense. And, yeah, yeah. And it's not like pure healthy love for yourself. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a, a bit of a perversion 
or maybe sometimes like a, a mechanism of um, self-preservation. Um, but I, so I, I think we, we do that, right? We, we say, yeah. oh, you can't love yourself because you'll become a narcissist and um, narcissists are bad. <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, you can, you can, you can keep loving. You can love yourself. You can love your neighbor. You can love God. It doesn't like, you know, it's, it's an unlimited tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that for me is probably on, on my, you know, my, as I'm reconstructing versus deconstructing the fact that love is limitless and, and, and it can, it, it can fill so much and make it and make things so much better is something that, uh, that has really helped me in reconstructing my faith and, 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 the, and especially the, the, the God is love, uh, you know, quote unquote theology. That's something that, that has really helped me just like sort mm-hmm. through some of the, 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 the faith in my, uh, my upbringing. Um, yeah. So it's been beneficial yeah, for I me. I remember when I was in Bible school, I read this, this book, I can't remember who it was, but basically like it was a memoir about a guy whose wife died and it's kind of a classic spiritual book and C.S. Lewis wrote the foreword or something, but, um, but like his basic, his bottom line was that God took his wife because he loved her too much and he loved her more than God. Mm. And I was like, mm. no, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's, just, that's not, no, that's not, that's not it. Like, God doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. what, what odd things we, yeah. we get in our So I want to talk about, the, you, you tell this little story in the book about sketching people in the coffee shop as part of your, was it evangelism class, I believe? <laughs> Can you talk yeah. about, like, I, I really found that an interesting, like, what happened, can you just talk about what happened, like, how it transformed you and what happened to you? Because that was a, kind of an interesting story to me, just the way you, the way it sort of transformed the whole way you see people and the way you see God. Yeah, so I was, uh, I, I had this evangelism class, and um, and we had to, it was, I went to Moody Bible Institute, mm-hmm. And um, we had to to witness to people, and it, they gave us like this graph, which had ten slots, and so we had to have like ten meaningful conversations with people <laughs> about God, you know. But they usually they had to be like strangers. Yeah, nothing like quantifying so, evangelism. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. Notch in the belt. That's what Jesus meant by the Great Commission. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so you know, and I'm like this ridiculous introvert, and um, so my boyfriend at the t- or we weren't dating yet, um, but my soon-to-be boyfriend, soon-to-be husband at the time. Um, he, we went to an airport cause you know, it was before there was nine 11. Right. Yeah. Yep. So we would go into waiting rooms where people were waiting for their flight. <laughs> <laughs> so they would like pretend to take this, um, 
the survey for a class. I'm taking survey for a class. If, they, if your they plane would, crashes, where are you going to die? Where are you going to go when you die? Exactly. Exactly. Like that's a really nice thing to say to somebody going on a plane. <laughs> hey, this thing might crash into a mountain. You know where you're going to go? <laughs> exactly. Like in case you had flight anxiety, I'm going to ratchet it up. <laughs> So anyways, so I would like talk to people in this airport and I was doing a miserable job and, um, you know, and people were just mocking me. And and so, uh, so I, I had to figure out what to do. And, um, I had a couple friends at the art Institute in, uh, in Chicago and they would sketch people, um, you know, for assignments or whatever. And I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll just do that. And so I began to sketch people and then, you know, they would ask me questions and I would ask them questions. And then it became like a normal conversation Uh, instead of asking people if they died tonight, where would they go? (laughs) And, And, um, cause usually if you tell people, well, you know, I'm a pastor or I, you know, either they, freak out and they don't want to talk to you. But most yep. of the time they, um, they, or, you know, I'm going to Bible school or whatever. Um, but most of the time they'll open up if you're not, if you, they know you're not filling out a chart, <laughs> <laughs> whether they said the sinner's prayer or not. Right. <laughs> so I, I just started doing these, um, these little sketches and I would do sketches of kids and sketches of people in coffee houses. And I had to be careful because people thought I was like hitting on them. <laughs> that was awkward. And, I, I must um, draw you. Yeah, exactly. It was, <laughs> so I had to be really careful about who it was. And, and then, um, and then by the end of it, I just remember, um, sometimes I would give the sketches to the person or sometimes I would keep them just depending on the situation. And, um, and by the end of it, I just remember like looking through these sketches and, um, just thinking about how after 20 minutes, I just fell in love with this person. You know, I mean, there was just, something beautiful about each person and um just how amazing they were and their stories that came out and I was looking through this sketch pad and then I was thinking about how I was like you know I created this sketch (laughs) of this person and fell in love with them and I believe that God created this person, not just a a flimsy sketch of them, but the actual person and is willing to um, throw them into the lake of fire forever. (laughs) And I, I started like imagining, well, what is hell like? And it was something I would do just to give me the courage to, um, to be able to evangelize and like talk to strangers. So I was thinking, well, what, what would hell be like? And I, you know, kind of thought about Auschwitz and the, mm-hmm. 
the Holocaust. And then it just hit me. I was like, okay, people were burned in the Holocaust and it lasted a couple of minutes. And that was like the worst horror, yeah. um, one of the worst horrors in our history, this, this terrible thing that happened. And yet I believe that God had a Holocaust for each of these beautiful people that I drew. And it was just because they didn't say the sinner's prayer at the end of our time together. Yeah. And um, I was just like, wow. In my theology, my God is worse than Hitler. Hmm. And I just... <laughs> That's not a God you want to get on board with. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not a God you can love. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, and I guess that's it. You know, I just realized how much of my, um, my theology was based on fear, you know, like yeah. this fear of yeah. this monster. And, um, and God doesn't want that. No, no. no. So through your shifting of, of, of faith, um, we, we've talked about, you know, you going to interview people and then the sketches, um, and, and, and you're, you're still a pastor, you're still a believer. What does evangelism look like for you now? How, how I don't, do you, I mean, there's like, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, how do you, how do you, how do you bring people in to get to know God? Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of it, you know, I do church consulting, too. So a lot of it is like, how to set up your website, you know, how to do a marketing campaign, (laughs) whatever. But so, um, which is, you know, just a necessity. Right, right. That's what you need to do. But mostly people go just because they're, um, you know, I'll meet them or, or somebody will tell them about um, a church. And hopefully it's based on, like, we have abundant lives or we're trying to have abundant lives. Like, we're trying to get mm. as much out of our life and our being as as possible and trying to figure out what it means to be truly human. Um, so, but that's kind of a big thing in progressive churches. You know, if you don't have the fear of God, if you yeah. don't have hell, um, how do you, how do you talk to people about getting, coming to church? Yeah. <laughs> like what's the point? Yeah. So you, you really have to like figure that out. Mm-hmm. And, um, So I don't know, for me, it's, you know, how do we get as much out of this life and how do we um, squeeze as much goodness out of those ancient traditions as we possibly can? Because we have like 2000 years of wisdom Mm -hmm. that have been passed down um, from age to age. And also, I think there's. I mean, I love technology, I love science, I love, 
you know, so much of what makes our world uh, uh, go round these days. Yeah. But there, there is something to mystery and magic. Yes. And that sense that there's stuff we don't understand and that we're wrestling with and that we, um, you know, coming together and thinking about really big things that we'll never understand, but trying to get our minds around it. Yeah. There's something really beautiful about that. Yep. Yeah. I think in, in, I, I have been to church and count in the last two years on one hand, how many times I've been to church. Um, yeah. and, I think for me, what Mike, I... Michael's the wretch in Amazing Grace. That's what that song's talking about. Well, he's been more than the more, two of us combined. Yeah, so. So, uh, I'm not sure what that says about you and me. Um, he's a wretch for many different reasons, not just church. Um, but, but, but I think about what I want the church to be, and I think what you said about living abundantly, I think the, the church has an opportunity for the the face-to-face connection with people because we're yeah. all getting yeah. disconnected so that so it's you know coming face to face with the people that that and living life together i think is part of it and yeah. and teaching people how to live well in, in yeah. a in a rooted uh in a rooted way in, in a way that is not uh fleeting like twitter you know it, it's something that yeah. that is is lasting and i think for me, it's it it's not the the evangelism is is not about saving people. It's about showing people how to live well. Yeah, yeah. Let's like let's figure it out. Let's um, because where else do you get to do that? You know, where else yeah, do yeah. you come together and just say, okay, how do we do this well? You know, yeah. how do we get as much um pleasure and love and meaning out of life as we possibly can. Yeah. So let me ask this question. This is a little bit of a change of subject here. You, you talk in the, in the book and I found this interesting about being in therapy. I found this interesting. The difference between, can you talk about the difference between core emotions and inhibitory uh, emotions? Oh yeah. Cause I, I found um, that, I found that really interesting. Yeah. So growing up, evangelical in our church there were especially as a woman like there were certain emotions I was allowed to have and certain emotions I wasn't allowed to have so um I wasn't allowed to get angry and um so I would cry when I got angry and Mm. then it really confused people because they would try to comfort me and I'd want to punch them. (laughs) 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 So it was very, very confusing. But, you know, I think men had the same sort of gendered emotions. Like they weren't allowed to cry or be sad. So they could only be angry. Like anger became their go-to emotion. Um, So anyways, and and then there was a sense of, you know, being happy and needing to be happy all the time and um, the joy of the Lord is your strength and fruit of the spirit of happiness. Do you have the joy, 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 joy down in your heart? Exactly. Down in your heart. (laughs) Where? Down in your heart. Yes, yes. So, So there was this, you know, kind of idea that if you were a good person, if you're a spiritual person, then you would be a happy person. And, um, and so of course, like that's 
just not how our bodies are wired. That's not how we're made. Right. Like we're we're made to feel all of this all of this emotion, the happiness, the sadness, the anger, the, the joy. And um so, you know, I, I I was at home and um or I'm sorry, I was at at school. I met this wonderful woman and her name was Sue Duffy and um that's her real name. No quotes there. <laughs> Are you pronouncing no. it right? <laughs> yeah, no, I am. So uh, Sue Duffy was was at uh, she was in a nursing home, and she had multiple sclerosis, and she had already lost the use of her legs. So she and then she was becoming quadriplegic. So she was starting to lose the use of her hands, and um, she was real young. She's like in her sixties, but she, since she was disabled, she needed to be in this home. So I would go by and, um, and work with her and, you know, and, and she was incredibly helpful. Um, just really, you know, helped me to become a minister and, um, and, uh, she was everything that I was taught not to be. So she was a uh, she was a feminist and she was very politically active and um, I remember coming into her her room and um, and I, I was like oh hi how are you doing you know and she said I'm mad as hell <laughs> and it, it like freaked me out because it's like wait you're a woman, you're not allowed to be mad. <laughs> and, um, so she told me that she was losing the, the use of her left hand. And basically, you know, at first she was just like, if you need to leave, leave. Cause I'm just, I'm not, I'm just angry. I'm furious. And, um, so I, I didn't leave, but so she told me, you know, she, she lost the use of her left hand or her, yeah, she was losing the use of her left hand and she had already lost the use of her right hand, which was her dominant hand. And she had just learned to, to do everything with her left hand and she was losing that. Mm. And she was just furious. And, um, so she looked up and she was like, hand me that book. So I, I went over to her bookshelf and, and got the book, um, that she wanted. And it was this book of Frida Kahlo. Oh yeah. And yeah, so this artist and she she does these amazing um vivid paintings and so Frida Kahlo's like bleeding all over the page and she's got, you know, she 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 draws a lot about a spinal um a spinal uh she, like she was run over by a train or something. So she has um uh, spinal injury. And so she drew herself in, in all of these really, um, uh, kind of terrifying, hmm. um, self portraits. So there would be a picture of her, her face, and then her body was a deer and the deer was being shot through by arrows oh. or, um, or her, column her spine was a column and the column was being cut up or you know was broken 
And um, so these like amazing pictures. And I just remember feeling like battery acid had been poured into my gut as I was looking at this. And I just felt this, you know, incredible um, empathy for Sue. But then I also felt this empathy for myself and, you know, as a little girl and, and, and for my dad um, and just, uh, but also it helped me to kind of tap into that anger. And so later on I was reading um, basically that we have these core emotions that we have to feel. So you have to feel sadness. You have to feel pain. You have to feel anger. And when you feel them, there's a release on the other side. And um, so you can, you can like feel it and get to the other side of it. Um, But if you don't ever feel it, then you never get to the other side. And um, it just made me realize how much I had been bottling all of that stuff up. And um, so just being able to be around this person who is completely free with her anger, not that she was ever mean to me, but she was completely, um, you know, allowed herself to feel it and, you know, and taught me to use art to really get in touch with my own feelings of, of anger and pain um, was incredibly helpful. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Um, so w- one of the great things about your book, and I need to go through um, the uh, – I need to go through it again just because I, I didn't I didn't have enough time to 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 go through some of the the, the practices yes. that you have the exercises oh, yeah. um, and, and they're the payoff of the book like yes. they're they're the reason you buy the book the book is good you buy it for these practices it, they're they're phenomenal yeah so oh. they're, they're they're I'm really great you I'm really glad you put those in they're they're great um, do you have a favorite practice that you always return to. Um, I think, you know, I haven't done it in a while, but the first few times I did the collage thing, that Uh, was really, well, um, I did it, I think, uh, as part of like the first time I did a collage was like with artist way. Um, have you ever heard of that book? No. Well, she, she set up her book with her name was is Julia Cameron and she set up her book with practices at the end. And, um, so a lot of, uh, you know, the sort of the format came from her and, um, and, and many of the practices I had gotten from her and then, and then used them when working with people who are, who are healing, um, from spiritual wounds. So, um, yeah, so collaging seems to be like, I don't know why, because it sounds kind of dumb, right? So, and sometimes it doesn't work for people, but when it works, it works really well. 
Yeah, I think I think just the the fact that it's so outside of what we would do in a day to day. I mean, like it, it, it's such yeah. a different uh, practice than the rest of the things that I I typically do whenever I'm trying to do meditation or, or, or prayer. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's what makes that one s- stick out for me quite a bit. Yeah. And it's just weird. Like there's always an image that comes up and I'm going, why, why did I, why did I pull that out? Why, (laughs) you know, and, and then something comes up for me that I realize I, you know, just haven't dealt with. Um, but yeah, so that's a big one. And then, and then the, um, the one I told you about, about, you know, I'm God's beloved, and whom God is well pleased um, has been really helpful. Yeah. But yeah, so all of them I've used um, and used with people and uh, tried to sort through what's helpful. So it's funny because some people love them, and and but I have heard a couple of people say, ah, I don't really get into that. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> so it's it's kind of fascinating to hear what you know interests people and what yeah. doesn't. Yep. Awesome. Um, let's. Do you have time for a lightning round? Sure. What's that? Uh, okay. <laughs> so we're just going to ask you a bunch of of, of quick questions. Random. All right. So like, stop blabbering on is that what you're talking no, 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 no. about <laughs> <laughs> not at all uh, well, i mean if you god wanna, michael you jerk if you, if you want to talk about uh, if you want to, to amazing go grace to that saved these, a wretch like michael if you if you want to if you want to go at length to any of these don't feel like you can you, it's you don't have to give one word answers yeah all right okay. lightning all right. round okay I'm ready uh beverage of choice oh wine do you have like a a, a preferred wine I don't know, Merlot? Okay. The kind with alcohol in it? <laughs> <laughs> Something that's red. <laughs> what is your favorite book? Oh, that's hard. Okay, let's let's okay, let's make it maybe easier. Okay, favorite fiction book. Favorite fiction book? Yeah. Um, I gotta say, like Confederacy of Dunces. Oh, oh I need book. to read that again now. God, oh, man. Oh, one of the least likable characters in literary history, but that book is incredible. I know it is so funny. I know they've tried to make movies out you of can't. it. They can't do it. You can't no. make a movie of that no. guy. No. Yeah, no. He's just he's he's inglorious. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is certainly that. But he's a bastard, not a pastor. Yeah. There's a b- huge difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ignatius. Yes, Ignatius. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What's your favorite nonfiction book? The Bible. Non-fiction. Yeah, besides yeah. the Bible, you can't say the Bible. Jesus. Words. Um. Uh. You know, let's see. Can, well, so can I just like say yeah, today? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We'll so call you. We'll call you back say, tomorrow and see if it changed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I would say, like, uh, probably the person who's affected my thought the most is Meister Eckhart. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mystic. Yep. Mystic. Yeah. The um, last album you listened to, start to finish. Um, I don't know. I'd have to call my daughter. 
hey, what do we listen to? <laughs> he's, he's been, weirdly, my, like my daughter's um, 17, but she's been on this Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, nice. So we've been listening to, yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. Awesome. Um, for hours. Yeah, it is. It's lovely. Do you have a favorite TV show of all time? Um, well, I can say what it is for now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bojack Horseman. Ah, that's pretty good. That's a good show, man. Yeah, I like Bojack. I need to catch up on that. I watched the first season and liked it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so funny, <laughs> and you know that it's like, it's so damn weird. Like it is. It is it's just really weird. weird. It is. I, when I first saw it, I was like, I can't do this horse head on a human body thing. <laughs> but then it sucks you in. It does. So, and Will Arnett, he's 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 wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's great. I like Paul F. Tompkins too as the dog. Yeah. Gosh, yes, they're hilarious. Peanut butter, so, Mr. Yeah, peanut, Mr. Butter. peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm watching BoJack Horseman. Uh, how do you like your coffee? Um, uh, cream and sugar. Yes. Invisibility or super strength? Um, invisibility. Very, very interesting. We've only had, we've only had one person, one person say super strength. And that was, uh, Rachel Held Evans. Really? Yeah. Everybody else has answered invisibility. Um, texting or talking? Texting. That is almost unanimous. That's that's been unanimous. Nobody has said talking. Um, Really? Yeah. I mean, if we're talking on a phone, I mean, face to face, I I like to talk to people face to face. Yeah, absolutely. Is that what you mean? I, it's oh yeah, for, uh, for interpretation. Okay. <laughs> don't don't think too much in. I've <laughs> always thought face to face versus texting, but I, it makes more sense phone or text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let me let me think here. Did we uh, did we run the no, game no, no. already? Um, uh, <laughs> do you believe in the multiverse? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's sure, a universe sure. where she's sitting and drinking wine and not talking to us. <laughs> 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 of course she believes in the multiverse. All right. Uh, where, can, where can people find you online? Um, let's see. I, I chat a lot on Twitter with my 12 friends. Um, <laughs> at Carol Howard. And then... Uh, I blog for the Christian Century, so if you go on the Christian Century website, you can find me there. Um, I've, you know, I've been podcasting for a long time, but you guys know that it takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yep. So we kind of went on a hiatus for I don't know two years. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just but, called quitting. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still going. We're still going. I know every every year I like when the uh, web renewal comes up. I'll like, contact my uh, <laughs> my co-host Derek Weston. I'm like, are we going to keep doing this? <laughs> Yes. No, but I'm I'm sure it's going back in action. No, (laughs) but um, uh, so blog, Twitter. I'm not like super. I mean, I have a personal Facebook site, but you know, 
Facebook's awkward for me. Yeah, for sure. A little sure. bit. For sure. And I have a professional one too that I put something on every month or something. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. So then, yeah, Twitter. Your website is carolhowardmerit.org? Yeah, yeah. So cool. you can find what I'm up to pretty much there. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so yeah. much for coming on the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you so much. You read the book. That's exciting. Yes, we did. <laughs> and, so. uh, and, and thanks so much for the conversation. Thank you. Now that we've in your sea, you can tell us what you think. The five stars get red, but one star is dead to us. Feedback. What's up? What's up? <laughs> hey, buddy. We got any feedback? <laughs> two. Dos. Dos. We got a one star, too, but nobody's probably paying attention to that. So Nobody wrote anything. If you're giving us a one star, at least tell us why you no, hate us. I couldn't care less. No, I couldn't. No, I didn't give us a one star. We don't star. care. All right. This is from, uh, it's called I Didn't Even Know I Had a People by TM Jackal. <laughs> jackal. Jackal. It's a jackal. It's a jackal. It's a jackal. Jackal. It's a jackal. <laughs> It's a good fa- good family like guy that? reference. It wasn't a jackal the first time. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know I had a people is what it's called, but this is them. Just signed up on Patreon. I can't wait to get in on some seriously effed up and disturbing conversations that might inspire. Pretty much. Possibly educate and could conceivably leave me seeing things in a whole new light. A whole new world. <laughs> a new exciting day. <sighs> I love, how, I love how he didn't know the rest of the words. I've always believed that faith is not possible without <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Sorry, Jackal. Sing it like Aaron Neville. We gotta go see that. We should go see that movie. We should go MST3K that movie when it comes. Which one? The I Can Only Imagine movie. Oh, we should. We should go and see how long it takes us to get kicked out of the theater. Oh, man. Yeah, totally. There we, within 10 minutes. I'm guessing we don't make it to the movie. No. I'm no, guessing we're no. out during the previews. previews. Oh, God. Another Kirk Cameron movie? <laughs> Jesus. Shit pile. All right. Get out. Is Kirk Cameron in the I Can Only Imagine Probably. Movie? I can only imagine he's in it. Fireproof, too. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway, I've always believed that faith is not possible without doubt, but I've always been met with blank stares when I try to talk about it. These guys and their is listeners. Is the same one, the first yes. one? Yeah, I never finished because you were doing Aaron Neville impressions. <laughs> These guys and their, les- their <laughs> listeners not only agree with that belief, they also seem to revel in it. I feel like I might just be home. Welcome home. Thanks, Jackal. 
Jackal. Welcome. Jackal. Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. Is it a jackal? Uh, this is from uh, Bob901. 901? Not to be confused with the 900 other Bobs. Bobby! Oh, Bobby Nines. Bobby! <laughs> Bobby! If you don't enjoy this podcast, I probably don't like you. These are not my pants. Uh... <clears throat> Peebo Bryson version. <laughs> We've had Starship. Starship and Peebo Bryson. Sing it, Peebo. Tell me, princess, now when did you He's my favorite. Such a shitty, shitty movie. Okay. You know, he progressively gets more and more white as the movie goes along. <laughs> it's does he it's really? Disney, yeah. so yeah. yeah. He sure does. He's a different skin well, tone from the beginning of the movie. It's Disney. He he's definitely to, not Jewish. Whenever he becomes uh, a prince, he's suddenly white. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, from, uh, from Bob Nines. Uh, Bob901, if you don't enjoy this podcast, I probably don't like you. Uh, if you only ever listen to the first few minutes of each episode, you might be forgiven for thinking this podcast was just three dudes who are super into toilet humor and inside well, jokes. That's pretty yeah, that's yep. fair. You'd definitely be dead wrong, though. Yeah. Uh, I have a great appreciation of the pastor's raunchy senses of humor juxtaposed with their seriousness towards sometimes heavy subject matter. Makes this my f- new favorite podcast to listen to. My there- favorite heavy subject matter, we talked about this episode. The, the the giant donk. The pros and cons of a giant donk. <laughs> the giant hollering out his girlfriend like the channel. Their <laughs> Stop conversations that. their conversations are often strikingly similar to conversations that I might have with my closest friends. Keep up the great work. You've got a follower for life. Hi Bob. Thanks, Bob. Get in the pub, Bob. Bob may be in the pub. Mm-hmm. Hey Bab. Oh know. yeah. It might be Bob. Yeah. Oh Bobby oh, Nines. Bobby Nines. Hey Bab. Uh, we got we got uh, weather on the nines. <laughs> Weather on the nines, guys. With Bob. Bob, we got Weatherman Bob. God, we are terrible people. Weatherman Bob and Al Roker. <laughs> Leave us a five-star review so we can shit all over you for five minutes. <laughs> they know what they're getting. Bob's, <laughs> Bob's going to talk about the, yeah, the I heat feel index like they, within Matt's car. I feel car. like they don't. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely not the case. Come on down to Bob's used cars. Come on down, everybody. I got some cars here. Jesus, please move on. I've never seen so many dead hookers in my life. Lord knows I have. This podcast is a shit show. It's terrible. It is a shit show. When people like, oh, you just it's just false humility when you say you don't know how people listen. It's like, have no, you listened to this really, goddamn podcast? Really don't understand. It is a literal dumpster fire <laughs> oh, every man. week. 
<laughs> it's a dumpster fire with great guests. All right, what are, where 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 am I? What are we doing? <laughs> Hashtags. What the. No, you got to do your. You got to do your. Oh, no, I got to do, oh, do feedback. Does feed, feedback. We don't have any. We Twitter have feedback. a top six because nobody cared about last week's episode. <laughs> nobody cared. Brad wasn't on. Skip it. That's right. Uh, number six, Jordan McKay at Jordan underscore Mick nineteen ninety five. I like McKay's bookstore in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's pretty. Me too. Funny. At Pastors Podcast is constantly stretching me when I start to get comfortable. Episode one hundred five is extremely wait, challenging. Wait. Tantric stretching you? Yeah. Nope. Hashtag front uh, butt. Hashtag front butt stretching. Hashtag cheeses of Nazareth. Hashtag loose doorknobs and belts. Hashtag earthquake to the Michael Basinger story. Hashtag venti ashes. Front butt. God. Number five, Jordan Nelson at Jordan underscore S underscore Nelson. Listening to Pastor's podcast about the audio adrenaline in episode 103. Fun fact, that band has no original members left. I, I, I knew one of are the Are they drummers. still around? Uh, yes, they With are. With no original members. No original Good members. God. Why? Because they want to be a hands, want to be a <laughs> go Because they want to take you to a big, big house. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, oh. uh, With lots and lots of rooms. We're in a big, big house where you can play football. Hey, Brad. Stop. Don't censor them, though. Yeah, don't censor me. What if a DC-10 fell on your head? You know what we need? <laughs> we need some P-P-P-D-A, a public display of affection for God. Yeah. I the got old a leg humpers back. Just let I him finish. keep it. As soon as you've blown your stupid bullshit song load, let me know. They didn't have a colored people song, so there is that. They do have that going for them. They did have. I'm done. Some just, kind of zombie. Will you God. shut up? <laughs> just God, shut up. Fourteen just let kids him. in an old church van. Brad, continue. That was with the super. I'm listening. Go ahead. Number four, Mike Collins at Snuggle Toots. <laughs> at Pastors Podcast, can Brad puke his guts out more often? Episode 105 with guest host Laura Beth and Josh was a was bust a gut hilarious. Hashtag Val Kilmer sweet spot. Hashtag Moroccan man bath. Hashtag Jesus of Nazareth. Hashtag front butt. See, uh, snuggy, snuggy toots get it. Gets two it. things. Uh, I wasn't puking. And two, go fuck yourself. So, <laughs> no offense taken there, Chet. Number three. Poor Snuggy Toots. <laughs> Number three. Snuggy Toodles. Mel- Melissa Ryan at Mel the Warrior at Pastors Podcast. Finally an episode where I can tell the Polly Brothers apart. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag sorry, Brad. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Number two, not Zachary Dinsmore at Zachary Dinsmore. <laughs> can we start calling him Zachary Denty more? Yeah. Beef. Can we just call him Beef Stew? Beef Stew. <laughs> yeah. That's his nickname. How about, Zach- him- how about Zachy Beef? Let's let's. <laughs> Zacky Beef. Call him Zacky Beefcakes. Zacky Beef. Zacky Beef. (laughs) Here's the problem. Melinda Joy so wants a nickname. I know. We're giving one to everyone but her. I know. (laughs) At Pastors Podcast, I wonder who's going to be the first to ask their significant other if they can do hashtag front butt stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed out loud when I read it today. Well, we do have seven kids. (laughs) It's happened. We're we're, we're professionals. (laughs) And then number one, you don't have an eye. Right. <laughs> Shan Ware at Shan X. There we go. 
at Pastors Podcast. The inglorious pastors are the hashtag front butt of progressive Christian <laughs> podcasting. True. <laughs> Indeed. Oh God. We really need to change our tagline because it sucks. It's we just terrible. Yeah. Well, everybody has a better tagline. It also take effort. So. All right. Well. Uh, smash tag. Closing time. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts with some words. Yes, with check, words. Check out our website, jizzmuzzle.com. Uh, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. God, I love it. I can't believe that's a thing. Support us on Patreon. God, Join I can't imagine why our mom is completely disappointed. That's from uh, Zachy Beef, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Zachy, I think Zachy Beef did it. Zachy Beefcakes. Yeah. No, Dinty Moore. Zachariah Beef Esquire. The Beef Stew. <laughs> Zachariah Beef Esquire. Uh, if he doesn't change his tagline tomorrow, if he doesn't change his tagline tomorrow on Twitter, I'm to be disappointed. Uh, support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub. Get access to our <laughs> spinoff we podcast. Got from Zachary Dinsmore to Zachy Beefs in about two moves. Like that's <laughs> well, we Gary Zachary fucking, Beef Gary Esquire. Kasparov yeah. couldn't come up with that kind of a chess move. You're welcome. We're the chess masters of podcasts. Uh, <laughs> the Russian chess masters of podcasting. Uh, <laughs> you know, get on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com. You want to get into the bastards, Bob. Yeah, yeah that's where do. shit's happening. It is. You know, help help shape the content of this show like uh, Stephanie Rice, Sarah Khan. <laughs> so um, we can make fun of you like we do them every time. No, they're they're wonderful. Leave us a five star review so we can shit all over you for five minutes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, let's go into smash tags. Uh, all right, hashtag dark and luxurious. <laughs> hashtag the Michael Basin. Hashtag an octave. That was you. Hashtag you an octave below. <laughs> kind of like that. That's actually not bad. Hashtag John Cafferty and the Beaver right Brown Band. Hashtag a pack of hams and a salad. (laughs) 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 Hashtag wrecking dong. I came in like a wrecking dong. Hashtag (laughs) hollowed out like the channel. Nope. That is so not right. (laughs) That's that's happening. Nope, it's not. I can't tell you how proud I was of that line when I wrote it today. <laughs> wow. People say I'm the horrible one. Not doing that to your wife. Oh my God! That's that you say that. <clears throat> oh. uh, hashtag Loch Ness shit monster. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag teeth covered in shit powder. <clears throat> You're welcome. Hashtag banged as a drifter. <laughs> Has- it was our most popular in the top, yeah. top hundred. Hashtag Matt's little self. Hashtag it's Disney He's definitely not Jewish It's terrible And then hashtag blow your bullshit song load 
<laughs> what if uh, DC okay. 10 y'all fell to, on your head and you're laying in the ground all messing your shut head up. and a Mac truck ran over you? That's your fault. Mm-hmm. Or you're saying Hashtag neg your way to Jesus. <laughs> yes. Hashtag we're not Philip Rivers. Hashtag there's something to mystery and magic. Hashtag you have the joy, 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 joy down in your heart. Hashtag liquor didn't touch her. <laughs> nope. Hashtag, this this might be my winner. Hashtag gas station meatloaf. <laughs> it was so good. Hashtag, the sauce on top was delightful. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Woo! Let's listen to a mid-90s Christian band shit all over a great classic song. Shit all over Edgar Winter. <laughs> no, it wasn't Edgar Winter. Pretty sure it was. Mountains are high. No, it was Fog Hat, wasn't it? No. Is it? Free ride? It's, a, it's Edgar Winter. Is it? Edgar Winter Group. <laughs> Can't wear this. Look like Edgar Winter. <laughs> God, stop. God, Let me... This song is terrible. Terrible. It's this big house. Yeah. This shit was our jam in high oh, school. It was. I can't imagine why none of my friends wanted to be Christians. Hey, listen to this. It's great. They use a drum machine. I mean, there's no creed, but you know. No, they were before creed. I know. Hashtag winged fart tubes. <laughs> hashtag shit powder. And hashtag the Russian chess masters of podcasts. The real Bobby Fisher. Mm-hmm. The real McCoy. We're the Bobby Fishers of podcasts. The Bobby Fisher of podcasts. <laughs> Where did he go? No one knows. Still searching for him. Um, I've got hashtag came in like a wrecking dong. Uh, I've got giant donk. Giant beef jerky. <laughs> it's a foreskin joke. You wouldn't get it. And, <laughs> and then, last but not least, hashtag front butt stretching. <laughs> wow. I feel like that goes well with the channel I'm, reference. I'm, I'm, I'm all about howled out like the channel. No. Yep. I, no, I cannot. I cannot. That's my vote. I cannot. You can pick whatever you want, but that's my vote. Yeah. And whatever you choose, you can choose that, in protest. That is one that could win at the third anniversary, and that's all I'm trying to no. think about right now. That is a quality hashtag. Hollowed out like the channel? Is that... You see, this is a turning point in our, in our podcast, guys. Is it? We, if we ever want to be serious journalists, we, we can't don't. Use, we don't. We Nobody can't wants hollowed out. Michael, the, like the our channel. winning hashtag was banged by a drifter. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I personally, what was the other one you had? I like a pack of hams and a salad. <laughs> I do like. <laughs> We're really gonna pass up on hollowed out like the channel. Really? How many channel <laughs> references are we gonna have on this podcast? Hopefully none. Hopefully zero point zero more. About uh, teeth covered in shit powder. We can't use shit powder. We can't, people won't be able to use it. But we it. can use channel. <laughs> the channel is a channel's a thing. <laughs> people think it's a reference to France and England. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to use holiday like the channel. <laughs>
<laughs> do it. Oh man. Do it. Do it. Are we are we do really it. gonna do this? Yes, we are. That's my vote. I'm done. That's okay. my vote. God damn it. <laughs> Michael, one of All our right. hashtags was hot tubs and Alabama Thunder Pussy. <laughs> and you're gonna draw the I, line here. I, Once I again, by that one. you're drawing the line <laughs> at the channel. All right. We had a lobster named Clitter. If, <laughs> For God's <laughs> sake. Do you want me to go through all our old no, okay. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag hollowed out like the channel. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. Good God. At Polly, at Polly named Matt. At Polly named Brad. Nope. Uh, we're on I Facebook, got on Twitter, on the pastor's account for five minutes today and regretted it immediately. Just, uh, just for future reference, we had a hashtag Miyagi my ballsack, Michael. I'm just saying. Channel. We had a hashtag crank that hog, Michael. I know. Okay. All right. Facebook.com slash pastors podcast. <laughs> Instagram and glorious bastards. Oh, God. Crank that hog is still one of my favorite ones it's ever. A, it's a top one for me. So long, suckers. <laughs> Check out our friends Twisted Sister. It's on uh, Apple Podcast thing. Uh, Callie's really, back. Really? Really, dude. Callie's back. What? Well, so you had to burp to yeah, confirm that? Or? It was a celebrate, celebration a celebration. Belch. A celebration belch. You should play cool in the gang. I don't have, I don't have time to pull it up before the episode <laughs> ends. <laughs> we can do an extended cut. <laughs> Hashtag don't have time to pull it up. What is this? 106? Yeah, I think so. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Into the I'm getting a tattoo tomorrow. Yay. On your anus. It's a, it's a chocolate joke. I can't even bring up just a random thing. Is it? He's getting a poop emoji around this beehole. <laughs> <laughs>